Shop podcast is back and I was all geared up to talk about how it's just unseasonably warm and gross and hate the sun and all that as this show broadcast. But just a few hours before we sat down to record this, it did break and now it's feeling very autumnal here, I must say, which is a word I like. It's raining, it's dark, got the little pitter-patter on my window here. Um, uh, have you, have I, you been out in it though? Yes. Yeah, because I I thought the same, and then I went out inside, and it's still like a sauna. So that's the thing. We're not quite uh, fall is here, everyone. Time to relax. It's like no, we're still on the tail end of a weird September oh heat wave. So yeah, very muggy, very yes. very gross, very humid. But it started to break at least. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it is the Chair Shop Podcast. I'm Barry. With me as always is Joe. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And also with us, little birthday week boy, Mr. Paul. Hello there, how you doing? You survived another year, still with us. Just about. How uh, how was your week? It was a nice week. Yeah, I am. I'm now thirty five, which is a nice milestone to reach because I feel like you're going to be here before long, Barry. When mm. you're in the, when you're in the thirty three to thirty four, it's very easy to forget what age you are. 35 oh, is it yeah. 35 is at least uh halfway now now I'll remember you know mm. when, when you go up in intervals of five easier to remember the last two years people are, what, what 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 age are you gonna be this year <laughs> and I, you nearly have to reverse engineer the maths to be like okay 88 yeah. uh take away so anyway yeah nice birthday um not without incident but oh but very nice um so I got some nice gifts, some of which from myself. Those um, are always the best. The best ones. Yeah, I did. I bought myself a, a, a gift. We went into Smith's Toy Store mm-hmm. at the age of 35, no less. Not to buy gifts for my children. They're for me. <laughs> um, I bought some trading cards, some Super Mario trading cards. What? Is there is such a thing? A few packets just for myself. Yeah, I, I'm not going to collect them, but I just thought oh, it would be a bit of fun. Let me take a look at these. Um, I got Ooh. I got a shiny gold Bowser, which I was very happy about. Oh, these are great. Oh, wow. And Panini. Panini Super Mario. Yeah. Oh, there's a box here on Amazon for 18 quid. Oh. <laughs> I got three packets. That was enough. Uh, and then a little bit more expensive. I bought myself, uh, you look this up if you haven't seen this before, Lego Indiana Jones Temple of the Golden Idol. With moving boulder action. What? Ooh. Let me take a look at this. Yeah. Oh, this looks very elaborate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was my gift to myself. Wow. Oh, this I, I, cool. I'm only wow. a third of the way through it. Look wow. at that. Oh, it's so intricate. Yeah, it's great. Wow. Those are some those are some top quality gifts to oneself, I must yeah. say. Wow. Um so I, I, I'm a, I've only built the leftmost third of it. I, I want to stretch it out. I didn't want to sit down one day and just build, whack it out. I wanted to mm-hmm. let that go over the course for a few days. Um, otherwise, yeah, took my anyway. Here's the incident. Took myself into Liffey Valley. I got a gift voucher for SportsDirect.com. Okay, and uh, I said, okay, well, that's a nice gift. I wasn't planning to buy any more. And football jerseys this year. Frankly, the Manchester United away kit is maybe one of the worst I've ever seen. Okay, uh, but the third kit's quite nice. But I said, ah, I can go without. I don't need. And I got this nice little gift voucher. I said, you know what? I'm going to get myself that kit. I'm going to get myself that jersey. Um, because I, I bought myself a pair of runners 
just only last month, you know, uh, coincidentally. So I don't really need anything from Sports Direct. I don't need any hoodies or tracksuit bottoms or t-shirts. I'm, I'm plenty stocked for clothes. Uh, so I went to uh, sportsdirect.com in Liffey Valley to buy this jersey. They didn't have any Manchester United jerseys of any kind. Oh, Lots of Chelsea, lots of Arsenal, lots of Paris Saint-Germain even. No Manchester United. Hmm. Okay, we'll do it on the website when I get home. Should have probably easier to do that anyway. Yeah. Go on the website. I throw in the gift card number. I'm doing this on my iPad, by the way. The old tabletto. And it auto-populates with my old credit card information. Oh, mate. Oh, no problem. I'll just delete that and I'll put in the new credit card number. Uh, so I do that. Oh, wait, the balance isn't counting my 50 euro discount anymore. Let me oh, put the gift yeah. card number back in again. Invalid card. So it's it's eaten my voucher. Oh, God. With, with no transaction going through. So I've got onto customer service to say, look, presumably in your back end, you can see the voucher was applied here. No transaction went through. So it's not like I went into a shop and used it. Presumably they can see that. Yeah. So I've, I sent them an email anyway saying, look, I did this. The card wasn't accepted because obviously it was an expired card. PS I put it in again and then the gift voucher balance had disappeared. So anyway, it won't let me put it back in. Uh, also, birthday update on the piece of fucking Lego I've been waiting for <laughs> for six. Oh, God. Yeah. We have an update. They sent out a fifth shipment of Lego, and it also didn't come. <laughs> so, oh dear, I got, I got back out to them, and they said, we have a solution for you. Why they didn't say this four months ago, I don't know. But they said, what we're going to do is ship to you from a different warehouse, which apparently they can do now for some reason, uh, with tracking information. Critical, because I kept asking wow. for tracking. They're going to ship me, not the piece, but a very small Lego set called Deep Sea Creatures, which includes the missing piece uh, free of charge. So they're going to ship me that with tracking. Hopefully it'll arrive. And I'll be able to build a little crab and I'll get the missing piece and I'll be able to finish my... <laughs> I can't my, believe my, this is such an this is such a sad... Such an game. ordeal. <laughs> elaborate, elaborate scheme to get the, the final piece. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I, I am getting the piece and I also get, I'm getting a little free bit of Lego. I don't know what the impact of have, missing that piece in the new set will be. It's not, mm. it's not a big like Indiana Jones set. It's, it's probably one that costs you 10 quid or something. Mm. But it apparently has the missing piece. So let's see what... Uh, how that will turn out. That email came in the day before my birthday, so that was quite well-timed. Otherwise, it's been very nice, you know, playing um, a lot of Starfield, watching a lot of movies, uh, eating cake. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a quite a relaxed weekend. It's nice that my birthday fell on a weekend this year mm. instead of during the work week as well, because the week of work was absolutely hectic, and it was nice then to take the two days just to basically do nothing. Yes, lovely. Um, yeah, that sounds like it sounds like an all right week, all things considered. Voucher antics notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's fine. Uh, any news, Joe? Before we jump into the wrestling? Um, no, it's been bastard hot, as, as we yeah. mentioned. Yeah, we yeah, actually yeah, bro- yeah. broke out the air conditioner. Uh, we bought it last year when it was like hundred degrees. We used it for a few days. It was a lifesaver. It's been sat in the corner of the bedroom behind me uh, for the last year. 
until this week, we went, let's break out the old air conditioner. The fans aren't doing it, baby. I've got the fan on and it's blowing hot air in my face. At that, <laughs> yeah. at that point, you go for the air conditioner. So that's been very nice. We've been sat, it's kind of like being sat in the supermarket for two days. Uh, you know, when you walk into the supermarket and it just the cold just hits you, oh, it's lovely. I would recommend it. It's, you know, they're not cheap purchases, but... Uh, as it's getting really hot every summer now it's, it's worth having so that was good uh and on friday it was my grand's 90th birthday so oh, wow. went oh. went up there with me me two uncles and my mum we had a little birthday party for her uh she's in a, a care home now took her outside hmm. into the sun we had a, a bit of prosecco nice cake the staff were very very nice and decorated the, the kind of room and everything oh. so yeah very nice to get her up together so that was that was wonderful um, yeah, and then just uh, staying out of the heat for the last two days. That's pretty it. Were Not you staying talking. all out of the heat, though? Is the question. Oh. He's done it. He's done it. He's done it. Well done. Bagar. It was all out this week, um, which, I mean, spoilers for, for the remainder of this review. I think this is going to be one of those reviews where there's just a lot of it was re- that match was really good because <laughs> uh, they if this was there right let's let's shake everything off and let's just go out there and just have a great show i think they um i think they nailed it finally the the, the poor folks in chicago got a great wrestling show it's it's been a couple of hours since they had one uh so they uh they got a a a, a, a great uh show here uh, really really over delivering. I mean, I know this is AW's mo, but with all in the week before and everything uh, going on. to that, all out definitely felt like a not even everything going on, but just the focus of the pr- uh, weeks preceding were very much on all in. Yeah, and all out felt very much like an afterthought. There was a, a handful of matches made, but really it was just the the two shows really between not counting Rampage, obviously, to develop whatever else was going to make up the card. And, I mean, bell to bell, All Out might be might have been the best show... Of the year? Of the year? I think it's up there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, All In, personally, uh, mm. me- means more to me and probably will, will register longer in my mind. But I was I was kind of more surprised by how much I enjoyed All Out, whether watching it in the classic televised format as opposed mm. to being there live or whatever. But like the last five matches in a row were all fantastic. I had on my own little uh, scorecard, I had two five out of fives. Wow. Which yeah. aligns with Meltzer, but not the same two matches. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I had, I had obviously the, the Danielson and uh, Starks strap match, which yeah. I do have a nitpick about, which they, undid on collision so i i had a nitpick and oh. then they kind of resolved my nitpick on collision so it, it's actually something that i i can't hold against them and then i thought the main event cassidy mox was my other my other five out of five i i enjoyed that more than than the Takesh the omega match okay obviously um big dave went on that one rather yeah. than the main um and but then you, the other- take your pick you know what i mean they're all yeah I mean, every match from I forget which was which was the first of them, but the five last matches consecutively were all really, really great. Yeah. Um, again, the the first pay per view in a year since last year's All Out. I didn't watch live, 
So that's two two all outs in a row that I've uh, I've skipped over. Every other AW pay per view they've ever done, I've watched live. Um, all out is cursed, I suppose, for some reason. <laughs> but um, yeah, really, really, really top show. Very, very enjoyable. But yeah, we we'll, uh, as I say, because it was just a lot of excellent matches. I think we we might we might breeze through the card a, a teensy bit here, mm. but we'll we'll flag up anything that we're chatting about. Interesting. Uh, before we do that, interesting that this show didn't have a, a world title match. I don't feel like I came out of it thinking mm, that was the one thing that was missing. I think the quality of the matches were such that I didn't even feel that. Yeah. It and I think, I think it speaks as well to the importance of the international, which I remember yes. we talked about in the run-up to All In, hoping that that match would be there, because it was like, this mm. is one of the best stories they've probably ever told as a company, both for Cassidy as a performer and that belt. I think they've done wonders. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we did get the world champion in in, in the ROH tag title match. Uh, I was going to say it was the usual format, but I mean, they they uh, I haven't watched Ring of Honor, so I didn't really realize Dark Order were, I, I think they're pretty much just straight up heels in, in Ring of Honor. So they played it a little bit more conventionally, you know, like uh, just with MJF getting taken out halfway through the match uh, and coming back. Yeah, owed to the the late Terry Funk. Yeah, I, I didn't see too many people talking about that, but I thought the exact same thing as well. You know, I mean, we how many times did we see the eye thing, you know, throughout, especially second half of Funk's uh, uh, career, but very, very nice. Appreciated that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they did their double clothesline and stuff like that, but other than that, it wasn't too... It was very run of the mill. It was a good, it was a, a perfectly fine, which, I mean, I'm kind of happy with that because... I generally actually kind of like their matches. I'm just not, I'm not into the going to Outback Steakhouse or whatever. So I'm kind of, if they're just like going to have tag matches, I'm like, yeah, okay, that was great. And Dark Order, you know, I mean, people completely understandably roll their eyes at those guys getting the title shot, but like, you know, two, two good, two guys who can lose on pay-per-view. Two good hands. Two good hands who can lose to the double clothesline, you know, uh, you know, thumbs up or what have you. Um, I feel like since we've established MJF and Adam Cole now, we're probably going to see fewer Outback Steakhouse skits. I don't I like, know. Maybe you're I feel maybe like we've, right. We've got past that stage of the story almost. I would probably agree, but also I think they probably uh, love doing them. I <laughs> think they, they yeah. think it's great. So, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't get my hopes up. But was he? Was there was a one this week? I did. I so saw before we get to TV. I haven't seen any TV this week because I've just been busy this week. So, so yeah. there was no, 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 no. Okay, maybe Good. yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're maybe they're moving on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on, on, after the match, MJF was heading up the ramp, and uh, <laughs> Samojo just couldn't wait to make his entrance. Yeah, it was, yeah. you got moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. the back. To the back. To the back. Yeah. And he uh, he gave MJF a little, little shove, and it, MJF had that thing where his life flashed before his eyes. He remembered, <laughs> remember NXT from back in the day, yeah. and they had a little brawlski. which that was, was uh, which which we talked about Terry Funk a second ago. That had me thinking. CM Punk in Wembley. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. That's what this is parodying. But obviously, it was the the NXT thing from before. But uh, for mm-hmm. it to be right before or after the first match, a, a little inter you know incident that blows up immediately into a full on brawl had me, had me thinking of Punk. That is funny. But uh, yeah, so I guess they're they're going in the. Uh the Joe MJF direction, which, which would be fun. Yeah, give Joe I like, his, give Joe I like his the way they set this up. At least it's not a battle royal or a tournament or an open challenge. Like I, mm. I will take some guy bumping into another guy and that leading to a match. That's, that's, Except, of course, it is a tournament because Joe is in the and tournament. Then, oh, of course, then they the tournament. <laughs> yeah, you're never too match. far. You're never too far like, from one, you know. Um, the, the good thing about it is this feels to me, you know, we, we had um, 
Last Winter is Coming was Starks and MGF. Ooh, look at the encyclopedia boy here. Which Ooh. was which was which was great, don't get me wrong. But I think that Joe it doesn't feel like a lower down the card guy suddenly mm. being brought up for a match. Joe is very believable as an MJF opponent. But yeah. Joe's having I mean Joe's having the I don't I'm not gonna say the run of his career, that would be a bit more but he's having a great mm. run, is my point. He's he's he feels as fresh as he's ever been. You know what I mean? I mean I think this AEW run has just been fantastic. Um yeah. uh you know, qual- really quality stuff from him. Uh so he did beat Shane Taylor. This is this is basically a television match. It yeah. made a bit more sense when they did the MJF thing. I was like, okay, they just wanted Joe out there doing a thing, you know. Uh, yeah. to, but it's fine, I thought it was good, you know, they 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 clubbered each other. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite the uh clubbered. The, yeah, clubbered like with the, the like 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 the club they the they, they use the, they use their hands as clubs and clubbed each other clubbered each other. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's half club, half clobber. Actually, you know what? Clubbered. I probably should have gone with clobbered. You yeah, know, but uh, I've, I'm pioneering clobbered here on, yeah, uh, that's on this clubbed podcast. Clubbered. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, Joe beat uh, Shane Taylor in just under, or just over six minutes, rather. Uh, we got uh, probably the surprise result of the evening: Luchasaurus retaining over mm. Darby. Mm. I didn't quite know what to make of. Well, I mean, I, the match was great, but I didn't quite know what to make of the result. I was shocked. Uh, to not see Darby get his uh, his moment reclaiming the TNT title, but I mean, I would keep as much as we Christian. love Darby and we champion him a lot. I mean, it's like the Christian thing is like one of the best things they're doing mm. currently. So Darby can win it whenever. Like it doesn't really. It. It, it can win it in Seattle, maybe they'll do it at Wrestle Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah Wrestle Dream, yeah. which we'll talk about later. Well, we just say mm. it now. They announced another pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's in Seattle, so he can maybe win it there. It's um, interesting the Wrestle Dream thing. Just just on a quite quick aside. Um, obviously, it's apparently going to feature some New Japan talent. It's, it's, it's a Inoki. It's like an Inoki tribute thing. But, but, I didn't really hear. But on the on the um, match graphic they they put out for a match which was made later on, it's not like AWX New Japan. It's just no. AW. Yeah. It's interesting. It's we. I mean, so there was the news like a couple of months ago, or was, yeah, probably months ago at this stage that they are they are basically it's they are going to go to almost monthly pay per views. It seems like, and it kind of seemed like they were like, what's a what's a thing we can do with this show to make it sound like it's not just another date on the calendar, but we're doing it for a reason. So yeah, it, so like Zack Saber is obviously a New Japan guy. I imagine the other there will be others involved. Yeah, Terry um, Funk yeah. tribute pay per view that'll come next. Oh, that'll that'll be in be November. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they already have forever the Terry Funk pay per view. Oh, AEW forever would actually be tremendous. That'd be great. I mean, Um, they already have a lot of branded shows that they could just move. Grand Slam could be a pay per view rather than a a dynamite. So, Fighter Fest and uh, they do all those TV specials. They didn't get Passion the Beach. What did they call their beach thing? Beach Beach Break. They 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 they, they could yeah they could use all that. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. Blood and guts could be a pay per view. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, the the problem is just that they serve so many masters though, because then it's still they still have to do good TV numbers and use blood and guts to pop a big rating and so on. But that's I mean that's 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 the game, isn't it? You know. Um. So uh. So yeah. uh, Luchasaurus absolutely battered the bejesus out of Darby. I mean, because I was even more. Because again, we were so certain he was winning. I was even more certain he was winning watching the match. Like, well, they're killing this lad, so he has to be winning. But uh, no joy. I mean, it was the most kind of legitimate I think they've ever had Luchasaurus feel. Um, uh, so it was uh, very good in that regard. Uh, we got more clubbering as Miro defeated Powerhouse Hobbs in a Meaty Man match. Yeah. 
Um, the crowd were into it. They were doing the meat chants pretty much straight away, and they, you know, they rolled with it, and they just had a great big toss heavyweight battle from two two of my faves. For um, sure, yeah. It was kind of um, accentuated by the crowd. Like the match itself was very good. Oh yeah, but yeah. The crowd being so into it made it feel even. It, it kicked even into another gear, and they responded, and that's that's yeah. what the you know good crowd does. You know, gets gets it all going. That's what yeah. good wrestlers do, and they respond, and they. Mm-hmm. Uh... And, so, yeah. uh, and then post match, we had. Uh, yeah, the the return, uh, not the return, the debut of of uh, the former Lana, the CJ nameless, Perry. the nameless hot flexible wife. Yeah, they didn't give her a name. Yeah, they just put hot. Mm-hmm. They didn't call her, and even she appeared then on Collision, and also was not named. So I wonder Weird. if they're still humming and hawing on what way they're going to go with that. Yeah. Also, but, so based on based on the the pay per view thing, it kind of seems like he's. Like, no, I don't have... Because he's doing... He's all, I don't have my God anymore. And I guess, like, I don't have my wife. I don't have my title. I don't have anything. You're not real. So I... I guess she's not going to be, like, a fixture. And this is maybe just a thing they're doing as a... Well, she said... She said... She did promo on on Collision and alluded to the fact that she was wanting to get back into management. Okay. I mean, the original Rusev and Lana run was 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 top notch. I mean, I will say though that like in AEW, he's done so well doing his own promos and stuff. But mm. uh, we'll see. She was good. She was good in that role, you know. Um, back back in Z Day, that was ten, nearly ten. No, yeah, no, nearly ten years ago. It's not quite ten years ago yet. Twenty fourteen, I think. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, uh, so we'll see where that goes. Um. That was that. We got Statlander defeating Soho. It's pretty good. Um, not much to say good. about it. Statlander just won. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, Statlander did not just win. Excuse me. Tony yeah. Storm came out and had a little episode, and I, I wasn't big on the finish. No, I like the Tony character, but it seemed like a huge leap to, for her to steal the spray paint and not. But let even her even use logistically, it. she was like hiding under the ring and then but she came while, out like, yeah. And, yeah but she she also knew- she was passed out drunk under the ring i, I, I mean I, i'd be happy with that explanation but then also and this is really okay here's this is crossing over to official nitpick territory is a nitpick. Go on. she's hiding under the ring and she just knew when ruby would have oh yeah well, that's, in her hand. yeah that's i'm that's, not even getting to the fact that tony went to the wrong side first and had to run around um but just like she came out and grabbed yeah it was like a little convenient a little silly she could have come come down the ramp all having a little uh, tizzy you know and, and that, that would have mm. been fun like she yeah needs to the ring. see especially and like ruby like statliner could have just beat her you know what i mean like it's like it's <laughs> it's not like i mean saraya is the world champion so fair enough there you're not you don't want to put her in there and tony's the one doing the big story at the moment but it's it's ruby it's it's the third member i guess i mean i mean i i i guess we're driving towards possibly a breakup i don't know um, this feels like the best use of these three people almost since they've been in the company. So I don't know if, if that would be great, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Too early to sell, but good match. Uh, good to have a nice Statlander pay-per-view match um, yeah, uh, going. Sure. Uh, then we got to uh, the big bad uh, strap match. I mean, Danielson just comes back and he's like, right, boys. <laughs> I mean, he he's back. Right. You know, but, he wastes no time. Way, everyone, just hang on. Let me just show you how it's done. Let All me right, show you some wrestling. It, yeah. 
Let me just have um, a fight. Let me just have the best strap match of all time. Five stars. Yeah, right? see, not a bad substitution for CM Punk, to be honest. Yeah. Just a better match CM Punk would have ever had. Just a massive upgrade. Someone who's <laughs> actually main evented WrestleMania. Uh, someone who's a great, great wrestler and a great bloke. But apart from that, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's tremendous. I mean, oh god, the welts on these men afterwards. I Str- mean. Strap oh, shots god. to like the face. The face. I've never, I, I never ever seen before. No, I've never seen that. Um, oh tremendous absolutely insane yeah and i i loved as well it's it's a thing that is overdone in wrestling a bit but i appreciated it here like stark's passing out you know that, that was perfect i was like let's not have him give up. after this match he can't give up do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so having him having him pass out was uh was, was yeah really i don't think it was perfect though i i do have a nitpick oh, what's the nitpick? Oh, like, I say, like i say they 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 undid the nitpick the, the following day or at least it was reversed so this is this is the nitpick of all nitpicks. I understand that before you come back at me and say, "All right, let's the, hear, let's hear, folks, let's hear him out." So Starks, and, and this is in the sense of it being a nitpick. This is something that I just feel like it was it was it was near perfect. It was great. It was a five star match, no question about it. There's just I feel like it was something if they just very slightly tweaked, it would have just been a, for me a better image. So Starks is being choked out, and he's got such a great face on of of. Um, determination he's not gonna tap and he's like mm. ricky's expressions throughout this match were top notch i mean this was really a, almost more in my mind a star making performance than the mjf promo yeah um, but he's being choked out so so he's got his strap around his neck and his head is arch, arched back as he's being choked and i feel like had he done the the pass out with with his head still up and the expression on his face start to start to fade i would have liked to have still seen his face as he passed out the fact is as his head is being pulled back and he passed out he, he drops his head down which wouldn't happen if he was still being yanked back and choked by danielson a little bit of a nitpick but i think if he had passed out with his face still visible it would have been kind of a, a, a an even stronger image which is actually what danielson did on collision when he was being choked by starks uh, well. he didn't drop his head down he had his face still there and you could see that's why he's, he's gone, and it's such a visceral image to see that he 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 wasn't there anymore. You know, that's why he's the best. He knows it's all about it's all about thing. facials, expressions, the little details in this yeah. business. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah, and it's so funny. For years, he was thought of. Danielson was thought of as the the technical guy who can't convey the story, or that he doesn't have the charisma. It was all it was always bollocks. But you know, we yeah. we really know it now to be bollocks. But anyway, uh, excellent. excellent. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club defeated Eddie Kingston and Shibata. I mean, this was like. This was far from the most memorable match on the show, but when you have a really just like fun tag match like this, uh, as a, as you like a, a forgettable entry on a pay per view, you know the pay per view is really strong. Mm. It was it was great. They advanced they advanced their Claudio and Eddie stuff. It was really good. Four great guys. Uh, not not much to say about it. Yeah, let's see Shibata on, on a pay per view as well. Hmm. Um, I think thought they all worked really well together. Kind of finish out of nowhere, surprising finish as well. Um, which obviously is leading to a match that they announced for Grand Slam as well. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Finally, that's that's legit. Yeah. Uh, then we got Takeshita versus Omega in a in an absolutely another just absolutely wild match. Um, you know, we we talked about kind of getting the getting the motor started on Takeshita again, and I mean this was as good a a, a rev. Um, as you can, I was. I, we talked about him kind of pinning Kenny at Wembley, and I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to beat him twice. But, but I mean, they stuck to their guns and they had him 
They, mm-hmm. I, I, it, was, it wasn't like clean, but it also it wasn't the most chicanery laden finish either, which I did appreciate. It wasn't no. it wasn't like a farcical stolen pin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was great. Two greats. I mean, they are they are two tremendous pro wrestlers having a a tremendous semi main event. What yeah, so- make of it? Keep the momentum with Takeshita then. Yes, Don't. let's stay the course now. Because because his his presence on TV then this week was very minimal. He, was he on TV? What did he do? Callus well, Callus had announced that he had a new painting. Right. I thought Takeshita yeah. appeared briefly, but he he didn't have a match or yeah, okay, it's match uh, or an interview. A, a real gloating promo or anything. It was it was minimal, minimal if anything. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully they. I mean, because the funny thing is about AEW is they do, do do those things where they they'll they'll have they'll have guys miss a week of TV like randomly. The thing yeah. the thing to me is when the, the next time there's a big callous segment, I just hope to catch that is a part of it, and it's not some. Now I'm gonna fuck around with Jericho for three mm. weeks, and 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 Takeshita is also there somewhere. You know what I mean? It's like he, it just has to be. Hopefully it's yeah. him. But yeah, I mean this match, this match is live. You said it's got a, this got a fiver. It's got a fiver. It's got a full five. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Club goals defeated the Bucks and FTR. Um, I have no real recollection of this. I thought it was cute that, that the Bucks and the FTR were mixing up and doing their tag moves together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah nice. But other than that, I'm like, you know, um, Bullet Club Gold have the best entrance. Oh in. yeah. In let me say this, the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, he, uh, uh, I mean, he's, he's allowed his opinion. You know, allowed it is very maybe, good. maybe not. Maybe not. It's. Did it's you see mo- that they're selling the little cardboard switchblades now? Oh, oh they right. But just, I I pop every time when when, when you get the little uh, the music hits and JY in the front, Colton on the left. Juice Robinson going yeah! at the back. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's I'm perfect. More more, I'm, I'm enjoying Juice Robinson. I'm, I'm coming around. Oh, completely. I've, I've, I've done a full one. Yeah, me too. We and were all I wasn't a big Jay White fan, yeah. despite the uh, the argument from my friend at Royal Quest 2 about him being the best in the business. I wasn't you. convinced, but since he's been on in AW, I've like Jay White's great. Juice is great. Well, it was when they brought him together oh. that it started to work. That was the magic. All these parts coming together. Yeah. Um, and it is just so funny that like two of the best tag teams of the last like 15 years were just kind of like just in service of the bang 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 getting their show on the pay-per-view you know i don't really care about their story i'm just they're Mm. gonna build another magic game whatever pew 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 Uh, but yeah, Jesus, that was twenty-two minutes. Fucking hell, it was almost as long as Takeshita and Omega. Yeah, they um, did. They did a like a quadruple uh, powerplex as well, which is very cool. Yeah. I love. I love the yeah. powerplex as a move. Yeah. Great. You know. You know. Sometimes tag team moves or moves that involve more than one person, they're so fucking convoluted. Yeah. And it's yeah. so, the superplex into the splash is a great move. You no, know, God. God love Paul Roma and Hercules Hernandez but like one of the fucking best moves and I love that FTR brought that back and here we got it was a it was a powerplex into an elbow into a 450 it was it was the the ultimate powerplex which is mm-hmm. crazy they got to they got to introduce four man titles now so oh, for these. <laughs> and then the main event we got John Moxley beating Orange Cassidy for the international title I mean and this is like this is not a I sound like a knock but if you 
closed your eyes and imagined this match before they did it. You probably could have pictured exactly what it was going to be. And that's great because you probably pictured a great fucking match because it was just, it was Moxley pummeling him and pummeling him, pummeling him and Cassidy just never saying die and just Mm. not not letting go and kind of the, the whole story of basically because it feels like everyone gets elevated when they work with John Moxley is that whole thing of they're going to take the beating and keep coming and uh, especially with the like the god fucking almost that full year-long story of Cassidy being bruised and battered and bandaged and, and all this other stuff and I loved the finish where Cassidy is like all right I'm fucked all I can do is just give you the bird before you finish me off which I just thought was so great um yeah i mean this was just i mean it's perfect it was just absolutely perfect yeah i'll tell you what i saw here in cassidy the the fight from underneath the the crimson mask um very sean michaels survivor series 2003 um Mm. on team steve austin here's team bischoff fighting from underneath jericho orton and all them um, again, this this for me was uh, I don't want to say a star making performance because obviously Cassidy's been over for yeah, quite a while. This, yeah. this was like Cassidy wrestling for the first time at a believable main event level, and that's that that's what I like most about this match. Even comparing it to the other matches below, the the Omega Takeshita and the Dynasty Starks, which Dynasty Starks was my match at night. Don't get me wrong. Okay, this this was the one of of all of those matches that felt the most like a main event style match, and Cassidy just fits seamlessly into it. So again, star making forms mm-hmm. from him in the mm-hmm. point of view of yeah that Jericho feud. You know, we we all kind of got sick of Orange Cassidy for a while during that period. I think he's or at least I did. I don't speak for anybody else. But wait, what period? Mm-hmm. When he was doing the mimosa matches with Jericho, oh, and, oh well, that was that was just a bad feud. Yeah, and also the, the Orange Cassidy shtick had kind of he hadn't really developed it as he has oh. recently, and he was doing the whole kind of same thing for a while. And then he's he's kind of he still does the the slacker thumbs up and the hands in the pockets, but he's kind of developed in more and more into, as they'd say, an actual wrestler, and he's he's extremely good at it. This to me was the first time I saw him as like this guy could seamlessly fit into the main event. Yeah. Which, which I think that is the million dollar question, isn't it? Where what's next for him? Um, and also Moxley didn't bleed, which I know that's a meme, yeah. but I, I thought it made the match work better because yeah. I, again, Cassie fighting from underneath covered in blood. That's kind of the, the classic uh, use of blood, right? The yeah. baby mm-hmm. face with the bleed, not the heel. I did, I did, th- I did think about that as well. Yeah, I know it is like a running joke, but I did think it was actually a great thing that that he was like. Uh, the story is, I'm destroying this guy, so I should yeah. probably not. You know, he's you know, invincible. Was, so. Um, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were talking obviously about like you know Dave's ratings and different people picking different. This is one of those cards where like you can take your pick. I mean, it it was just flush with tremendous tremendous match of the year level matches and and yeah and performing a lot of performances to really elevate people i mean starks to keshta cassidy you know i mean those are three guys even starks in in losing coming out of this show super strong and uh um yeah i mean what can you say it was one of the it was one of the it was if there's a better overall card than this this year we have a we have a great second half of the uh, of the year coming, or say, or final third, I guess is the better term to use. And that final third will include AEW Wrestle Dream, which is coming from the uh, Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. So that will be a big. They do have a real Seattle contingent in AEW. They've got Darby, Swerve, mm-hmm. Nick Wayne, and Brian. 
Um, so, so I wonder if that would be a, a Frasier and Frasier, of course. Yeah, it'll be just in, it'll be just in time for the Frasier return oh, yeah. as well, which is great. October, so you know. Get him involved. Get Kelsey. Uh, it's Kelsey Grammer. Oh my uh, God! Bring on to, to a, oh. yeah. Nicholas Lindhurst guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> do you like, do you like, yeah, do you like, uh, over yeah, the age 98 with, dog as the guest <laughs> where it's like, it's like Austin and Foley with, with like Nicholas Lindhurst ringing the bell, Eddie is the ref, um, you know, and Kelsey Grammer doing the ring announcing would be, uh, that would be top Eddie, Eddie forgets how to count to three. Like, <laughs> you learned this before we came on. Oh dear. Oh, anyway, so we do have, we do have, uh, uh, Danielson versus ZSJ confirmed Ooh. for that. Well, it feels like a match they've been trying. Well, no, they have been trying to do it for two years. I was about to say it's like they've been doing that. No, it's not mm. like it. They have been trying to do it for two years. So, um, so yeah, that's 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 a good table setter, I think. For for hey, we're gonna we're gonna put some bangers on this show. Uh, that's not for his his TV title, is it? Because it's it's front and center of the graphic, but I think that's just the way Saber is holding it. It's not for the that new japan tv no, those are only like 15 minute matches so i don't think that would be that would be the case no. uh but yeah more matches to come on that obviously in the next few weeks and oh yeah we got final countdown again for um uh for um uh, the starks match tony did confirm basically this will this will rip your guts out wembley attendees but basically the long-standing legacy of how expensive that song is he said he paid for two uses of it uh, so, so that's why we got it again for all out. Um, it will not be, it will, it's just, sadly, it will not be a fixture well, going forward, but yeah. Sure. I can um, do one, one more next Wembley next year. Come on. Maybe for next Wembley. Yeah. I mean, cause there's also stories coming out now. Of, I mean, I feel like Danielson has been saying this for 10 years, but wanting to wind down and stuff like that. Yeah. So let the speculation commence that, you know, maybe next Wembley will be his, 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 uh, farewell, but that's, that is the way we'll, we'll start that speculation next, uh, August. Um, and that's the news for the week. Before we jump in to the wrestling television reviews, do we have a quiz? A quiz? Do we do have a brand new quiz f- format? Well, oh, kind a new of, format, kind of, new kind format, of, kind of brand new. I don't know, it's similar to a lot of the ones we've done, but anyway, um, I have <laughs> I have picked out in honor of the great matches we saw at All Out. I have picked four different gimmick matches, okay. and I have I've gone to CageMatch.net. And I have looked up the 10 highest rated of those matches wow. in history. Okay. Uh, for four different gimmick, gimmick matches. Um, so I'm going to give two to each of you. Okay. And I'm going to give you someone in the match. And I'm going to ask you to try and name their opponent or opponents. The year it happened and the promotion it took place in. And if you can get all three, you get three points or two or one or okay. zero. Okay. Uh, so we'll have 10. And then we'll see who the winner is. So I will toss the coin. Uh, well, he has a coin, folks, a real coin. It's Paul's birthday, so he gets to pick heads or tails. Heads, please. It is, in fact, tails. So, Barry, you get to pick. Do you want? I think, I think I've lost about five coin flips in a row now. <laughs> it is actually a fake coin. That, um, yeah, I'm, so I'm the heel, basically, in this situation. I'm always getting goes, the man advantage. Barry goes first. Um, so would you like set one, two, three, or four? Let me have three. Let's go for three. So three is the cage match. Okay. Okay, so we've got the top 10 rated cage matches all time, according to uh, the users of cagematch.net. Okay. Okay, so match number one, uh, the first wrestlers, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. 
Okay, Next I believe their opponents date the uh, the year and the promotion it took place in. So the promotion is AEW. That is correct. The opponents are the Lucha Brothers. Correct. Do I have to have an exact date? Uh, the year. year. Sorry, just the, the year. year. Sorry, twenty twenty one. That is correct for three points. Okay. Very well done. Yes, that was. That's the highest. Um, I thought that doesn't surprise me. That was like that was like one of the matches that's of the year. That's right. time nine point five. Um, second match: BJ Whitmer. Um, Ring of Honor. Correct. One Mr. Point. James Jacobs. Correct for two points. Can you remember the and year? And two thousand five. It was 2007. Ah, very close, Barry. But very good. Two points wrong. there. Two points there. Okay, the next one. Uh, AZM, Hina, Lady C, okay. Miyu Amasaki, Saya Kamatani, and Utami Hayashishita. That's all on one team. That's one team. It's a... Uh, how many is that? Six? One, two... That's a ten person, is it? Yeah, twelve. No, it's a twelve. The funny thing is, I definitely... I So I'm just gonna, straight up going to pass on the opponents because I'm never going to get them. Okay. I definitely I definitely know of this match. It's a stardom well, match. Okay. Uh, I will say, in, in multi-person yeah. matches like this, I will accept if you can get one of the opponents, okay, okay. for both of you. For the, for, I feel like I, I couldn't even take a stab. You want to guess that? Stardom? It is stardom. Okay, and the year, I'm going to say 2022. It was actually this year, 2023. Ah, that's why, I, like, I know it's like such a, like, because when you listed them, I was like, oh, I, I yeah. know of this match, but no. Okay, yeah, I don't want to even attempt to guess the, because I'm just, Yeah, they yeah. took on uh, Momo Watanabe, Natsuko Tora, Rina, Ruaka, Saki Kashima, and the Starlight Kid. And I got four. I feel like I should have taken a point. I feel I know the Starlight Kid. Like I could, should have taken a point. Always take a point, lads. Always take a guess. Four and four and three quarter stars from Meltzer and a nine point yeah. three on the. Uh, I remember that rating. getting a lot of buzz. Um, fourth match: Abyss, Alex Shelley, Jimmy Rave, and Prince Nana. Abyss, Alex Shelley. Like my uh, okay, um, uh, Ring of Honor, correct. One point. Two thousand five, correct for two points. Uh, I have mm. absolutely no idea for the opponents. Uh, my gut tell my gut is saying like the the Cage of Death CZW, but that's not right because the participants aren't right. Um, Jack Evans. Correct for three points, Barry. Oh, doing very that was a well. complete stab in the dark. That was a complete very well. Oh no, yeah. that was the, the double. Was that the double moon match? Still cage warfare match. I have no idea what that is. I, but that's what I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it was Aries, Evans, Matt Sydal, and Roderick Strong. Yes, Generation uh, Next, of course. Which I think is where he originally injured his neck. That's where it all stems from. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, the fifth one. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Uh, I would say Owen Hart. Correct. World Wrestling Federation. Correct. And I'll definitely get the year wrong because I always get these kind of things wrong. I was on a turn. Uh, 90. Five. Ah, it's 94. Ah, I knew Two it. Out of three. Ah. Okay. Match number six. Uh, so this is actually a one, two, six, a six pack match, six, six person match. Okay. I'm going to give you. Three of the opponents, if you can guess any of the other three. Okay. Okay. Cyber Kong versus mm-hmm. Kotoka 
versus Naoki Tanazaki? Uh, no clue. I will say uh, DDT. No, incorrect. It was Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate. Okay. Uh, let me say 2004. 2016. 2016. And uh, 2016. Also, no, there's a too late to have pack in there. Uh, Masato Yoshino, complete stab in the dark. No, it was Naruki Doi, Shingo Takagi, and Yamato. <sighs> God. So, yeah, I could have got the same. That's a big zero I, on that one. Uh, Shingo's the other Dragon Gate. Yeah, guy. I was like, trying to yeah. think of the Dragon Gate guys. I was like, Tazawa was gone at that stage. I was like, yeah. Oh, anyway. Okay, the next one. Uh, it's a tag team match. Etsuko Mita and Mima Shimoda. It's a two on two match. Uh, 1995. <laughs> I'm just going to complete stab here. Incorrect. It's 97. Ah, no. oh, oh, it's close. Um, All Japan. Uh, can you be more specific? All Japan women, excuse me. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and one of an s- opponent. Yes, an opponent. Uh, Bull Nakano, complete there. Kaoru Ito and Tomoko Watanabe. Okay, that's in there. Um, the number eight, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Oh God. Mm. Um. Mm. Would it be any? I don't think it'd be any of the TNA ones. Let me. I'll take a stab on the year first. Um, two thousand and one. Incorrect. Oh, okay. I was thinking it might be the Benoit one, but no. Um, That's what I was thinking. Um, okay, so one of the TNA ones. I I would have to imagine. Um, oh God! Uh, so TNA. I'll take a guess on TNA. Correct for one point, and his opponent. It's uh, it's either Jarrett or Anderson. I am going to go Anderson. It's correct for two points. Yeah, so it's that big angle Anderson cage match. The moonsault off the top. And all the moonsault, the crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a penultimate one here. One, two, three. This is another 12-person. This was, okay, yeah, another 12-person match, cage match. Okay. Uh, Ace Steel, Adam Pierce, BJ Whitmer, Brian Danielson, Homicide okay. and Samoa Joe. Ring of Honor. Yes. 2006. Yes. Can I give you the team name or do you want a person? A person. Uh, uh, Chris Hero? Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah, team CZW. Points. That was the cage of death. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Hero, Claudio, Eddie Kingston, all on the same team, mm. Nate Webb, and Necro Butcher. And now that's a, a match. F- that's a fucking match for uh, And the final one. Um, <laughs> Again, I'll give you half of the competitors. El Lindemann, Masaki Mochizuki, uh, Punch Tominaga. Okay, uh, this is okay. So if it's El Lindemann, it can't be that long ago. Uh, where would they be? Dragon Gate. Correct. One point. I'll say twenty nineteen. It's incorrect, unfortunately. Uh. Uh, I'll just take a complete stab at that. Shima. Uh, no, incorrect. You had Ryo Saito, Shingo Takagi, Yamato again, and Yasushi Kanda. Just okay. Just just say Shingo next time the Dragon Gate one comes <laughs> up, and you you might be right. Ah, oh, damn. Okay, okay. So, uh, I, I'm happy enough with that. You got a big total of eighteen. Okay, I'm happy with that. I am not gonna do as well as that. That was crazy. Good. Okay, so Paul, two. Do you want one, two, or four? I'll go for one. 
for one. Please. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the Iron Man matches. So the top ten Iron <laughs> okay, Man matches okay, of all okay. time. So, okay, uh, the first one uh, again. One, two, three. Is an eight-person uh, Iron Man match. Uh, four versus four. Um, so the first four competitors. This is the highest rated of all time. Arja Kong, Kyoku Inui, Saki Hasagawa, and Takako Inui. Yeah. There you go. Do you want to... Yeah, I've never heard of any multi-man Iron Man matches. Um, You do, I actually do. I mean, based on the names, I'll probably say All Japan Women as well. That's incorrect. Oh, dear. Stab at the year or the... uh, Uh, 1996. Oh, that's incorrect. Actually, 93. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Bull Nakano No, I forget though The opponents were Kyuti Suzuki, Dynamite Kanzai Hikari Fukuoka And Mayumi Ozaki So uh, okay. I'm not, too, not familiar with that match but, um, Was that number one? That's number one, that was number one. Yeah, yeah, it's, wow. yeah It's actually level with the next one But yeah, it's number one currently right. And to the second one, Paul uh, Brian Danielson <sighs> Um, promotion. All Elite Wrestling. Correct. Uh, year would be 2023. Correct. And Maxwell Friedman. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, yes. Three points. Correct on that one. That's a God, tied. I that was this year, yeah. Yeah. Tied number one. Revolution. What a year. So that's the best Iron Man and the best uh, Maxwell. Strap <laughs> So the third, Johnny Mundo. Oh, God. Um, promotion Lucha Underground. Correct. Opponent would be Prince Puma. Correct. Oh, yeah. Year. 20, fuck. When, when was Lucha Underground? 20, fuck. 16? <laughs> You're very close, boys. 20, <sighs> it was November 2015. Ah. Okay. So that's two points though, not not, not yeah, yeah. I remember the match. It was only a thirty minute one as well, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So uh next one, Kenny Omega. Oh, oh fuck. I know this one. Kenny Omega. Well, it was all elite wrestling. I can vaguely think I must be thinking of the wrong thing. Elite wrestling is my promotion. Correct. <sighs> Kenny Omega. Brian Danielson question mark. Is that your answer? That's my answer, yeah, yeah. Incorrect. Fuck, I'm thinking of the wrong one there. 20, didn't have one, maybe pack. Um, 2019? Also incorrect. Ah. It, was, it was one point there. It was 2020, just before Revolution, AEW Revolution. It was yeah, a pack. pack. Yeah. And that's a tough one because it was just pre-COVID 2020 yeah. as well, mm. so I would have assumed mm. 2019. Yeah. So uh, number four, Chris Hero. I'm not going to get this one. Um, Ring of Honor. Incorrect. Is it IWA? Nope. Oh, shit. 20... Chris Hero's heyday have been. 2012. Also incorrect. I have no idea what this is. He wrestled against... um, Claudio Castagnoli. It's a very good guess. Not not right, though. Um... So his opponent was someone who got fired very recently. I was oh. assuming it would be Punk, yeah. CM Punk, 2004, in WXW in Germany. Oh, really? Wow. All right. 
An hour. Oh, yeah, seen. I mean, they had a million super long matches. I think they did. Yeah, they did a lot of the hour long sort of things. That was kind of like the, uh, I didn't realize it got as far as Germany. But that was like the touring match mm. of the early two thousands. You know. Okay. Next one, AJ Styles. <sighs> Iron Man. It just says Iron Man. Oh, I. Hmm. I'm so not. I'm not good at this game. Um, I cannot picture an AJ Styles Iron Man match in my mind. Um, would he have had one in WWE? Hardly. I don't even remember the last time WWE did an Iron Man match. I feel like it's been a while since they've done one. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I'll say TNA. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say TNT. No. Yeah, TNA. TNA. TNA Iron Man match. AJ Styles. Um, I feel like you're gonna kick yourself when this is when this when you get this. Okay, let me think. I, th- I would consider that I would have a generally good TNA. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Iron Man match. No, I don't have anything coming into my mind. I'll say, as a r- random guess, we'll go for 2000... 2006. Oh, 2005. So close. Five. Yeah. So close. Guess the had a lot of good matches in 2005. One of the best of all time, in fact. Mm. Um, who would Age Styles have had an Iron Man match with in 2005? Um, no idea. Um, fuck, and I was watching the other How do I not know this? How do I not know this? AJ Styles against Chris Aim. Ah, Christopher Daniels. I like. I was like. I, I was like. How is he? Because like you always talk about that singles match they had on pay per view. I was like, I, I, I know this is a different I mean, match, but I was like, how is he not doing this one? No, I don't know. It's a thirty oh, minute, I believe, as well. It was. It? I, I have no memory of that match, I'm afraid. I think it just says Iron Man match here. I'm not sure. I think, I think was. that was thirty, and it was like, yeah, mm. it was excellent. It was like right. It was up there with the singles match and the three way as like that incredible year. match for the X Division title. Yeah. Um, okay, next one, Brock Lesnar. Um, WWE. Correct. No, UFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, Kurt Angle. Correct. Two points. And it would have been in 2003. Correct. Three points. Well done. Um, next one, Bailey. Bailey uh, against Sasha Banks. Correct. Mm. In NXT. Correct. In NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Um, well, what year was it? That's a very good question. 20. Fuck. I'm, I know I'm going, it's one of two and I need to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the wrong one. NXT 2016. 2015. Fuck! Two points. Not bad. Two points, two points, two points. Not bad. Uh, Yeah, not a 30-minute Iron Man slash Iron Woman match. Yeah, very Uh, very good. Not as good as the other match they had. Brooklyn? Yeah, I prefer Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Next one, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose? Well, WWE must be. Uh, I I have fucking no recollection of that. Incorrect. Oh. Right, if you want, you can be more specific, but I can't, I can't accept WWE. 
FCW. Correct. I will take that one, but yeah. Okay, I know what this is. Yeah. yeah. I I don't, but I I would be able to hazard a guess. William Regal. No, incorrect. Oh. Um. Two thousand and twelve. Eleven. Well, <laughs> well, every time, every time you're one year out, it was twenty eleven. Rollins. Uh, Rollins. One point, yeah. Seth Rollins, the fifth, fifteen minute title. No, what was it? Yeah, the FCW fifteen title. 30-minute Iron Man match. Okay, the final one. Uh, yeah. Josh Alexander. Um, well, uh, I mean, it might be... It might be Impact Wrestling. Correct. Not, not TNA anymore. 20... Correct. And his opponent. Iron Man match. Moose. No, it was TJP. Of course, that great. X Division title. Okay, two points. So you did score 15 points overall. So you're only only three behind Barry. (laughs) If my my year compass Uh, was slightly better. If you you just went the other way on a couple of those guesses, you'd be on my tail right now. Okay, so your, your second set, Barry, do you want two or four? Let's go two. Two, okay. So this is the top ten of all time strap matches. Ah. Can, I just say, can I just say, by the way, cage match, where the fuck is the Rock Triple H, you idiots? Yeah, that didn't make the top ten. Because uh, uh, yeah, like, we've talked about that match in the past, and we're all high in it. But like, just over the years, talking to people, I feel like we're like the only people who really love that match. I've seen people just go, eh, you know. Look, Josh Alexander and TJP, I'm sure, was good. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real for a second. Cage, right. match, cage match obviously doesn't weigh its uh, reviews because like, about 10 people probably fucking saw that match. I think, I think you are right. I, I think they... I don't know. Anyway. Let me, have a, look. Let me have a look. So that, the Rock Triple H match is 16th. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's perfectly good. Like, With, it's really like, good. It's just behind Johnny Mundo versus The Mac from... Um, Neutral Wait, what? Um, I don't remember. I, was I out on each undergrad at that stage? So that had a hundred. It's got one hundred and thirty-two votes versus uh, Josh Alexander TJP is one hundred and two. So it's not that many more no, votes. No, really. okay, that's interesting. Anyway, maybe on, we like it. No one else likes it, right? Anyway, yeah, let's go. Okay, strap let's matches. Go. Barry right. strap matches. Brian Danielson, Richard Starks. Correct. The year twenty twenty-three. AEW. Oh, yeah. AW three points. Has that has that literally shot to the top of, of the that list? That is number one by a quite a long way. Okay, so. fair enough. That makes sense. Uh, number two, Big Van Vader. Sting. Correct. One point. WCW. Correct for two points. And I'll say ninety-two. Oh, ninety-three. Ah, very close. See, the mid nineties are going to get me. I'm going to yeah. be yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one. Uh, Drago or Drago I can't remember how it's pronounced yeah or Dino uh, Stel Inframundo as he's now called oh uh, Drago uh, I don't have any recollection I'll take a stab uh, Lucha Underground correct 2015 oh correct oh there he's done and with the guessing absolutely no clue on the opponent so I'll just say Matanza no, it was Hernandez. 
Hernandez, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. I'll take my two there on that. That was a lumberjack match with straps, so it's kind of a okay, strap yeah, match, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of. Um, next one, Natsupoi. I don't even know how to pronounce that correctly, but um, um, give it a stab. Natsupoi. Natsupoi. Uh, absolutely zero clue. I'll go CMLL. No, incorrect. Uh, 2007. Incorrect. <laughs> it was Stardom 2023. Oh, so I'm in, I'm in the wrong. I'm like You're on the, the wrong, wrong decade, continent. Wrong continent. Uh, wrong I'll take, gender. I'll take a step. I'll just, I'll just pull a Stardom person. Uh, AZM, Azumi, I should say. Is that no, it was Sayori Anu. Okay, okay so that Fair was a, that was a tricky one. Uh, next one, Daniel Bryan. I. Uh, uh, 2012. Incorrect. Shit. Uh, WWE. <laughs> Correct. Kane. Oh, kind of close. Uh, no, it's the Fiend. I thought you were going to say corporate Kane. <laughs> 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 so uh, actually, I think you'll find it was the Demon Kane. <laughs> so he did mention that match, kind of in reference to Wyndham Rotunda on Collision last week he said it was the last match he ever had with him oh 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 Oh, that's nice yeah okay yeah Yeah. uh so yeah highly rated match uh next one savio vega wwf correct steve austin oh correct 96 three points in the bag well done barry okay next one the rock triple h (laughs) correct 1999 correct world wrestling federation Correct. Three points. Uh, Barry Windham and Kirk Hennig. Uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Incorrect. 1992. Incorrect. WCW. Correct for one point. It was okay. actually 1999 uh, against oh. Chris, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Oh, that was, was uh, way off. Way off. For, okay. the, for the tag titles, I believe. Okay. Penultimate. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Oh Jesus! Um, uh, WWE, correct. Twenty nineteen. No, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I have absolutely zero idea. Uh, Donovan Dijakovic. No, Dexter Loomis, of course. Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Oh God! Oh, that's that's <laughs> first I've heard of that. <laughs> man who loves a strap match, Dexter mm. Loomis. Um, and the final one, CM Punk. CM Punk. Um, oh God! Um, Ring of Honor. Incorrect. No oh, shit. Okay. Um, w- oh, no, I've already guessed the promotion. Sorry. Uh, Twenty twelve. Incorrect. Shit. Uh, Kane. I'll take another stab on Kane. <laughs> no, it was against against Umaga in a Samoan strap match in two thousand nine. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, okay, it's uh, no, fair no enough. Yeah. There, no points there. So, Barry, after two rounds, you've scored thirty-one. So, okay. thirty-one is the ones to beat. So, you got a good chance here, Paul. And yeah, I need to do slightly better than last time. So, your final. Uh, hang on, what did you get before? You got fifteen, right? Yep. yep. Uh, so, your final category is the street fight. <laughs> okay. So, let's see what you can do here. Uh, number one, Cactus Jack. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Um, well, it's got to be 
WWF. Correct. Uh, the year 2000 just passed. Correct. And uh, the opponent was Triple H. Oh, yes, that is correct for three points. Um, okay, so number two, El Generico and Kevin Steen. Okay, it must be Ring of Honor. Correct for one point. Barry knows this one. Tag team. Rattled this one off. Briscoes. Correct for two points. What year was that? Is Paul's going to be the year going to come for a year? (laughs) 2000. And. (laughs) I I really have no idea. 2009. 2007. Ah, I wasn't even, was even a year after not that. Not bad, not bad. Two points. Okay. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Ooh, street fight. Hmm. Johnny Gargano in a street fight. NXT? Uh, no. 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 Let me, I'll tell you, I'm just going to double check that. Let me just double check because I want to be, I want to be bloody precise. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want this... It's a steward's inquiry. No, VAR uh, coming in. Yeah, we don't want all of that going on. Pretty sure this is right, though. Um, no, it was NXT. I will give you the okay. point for that one. Should, will we just... I, I know I'm the last one going. Do we still want to specify NXT WWE? Maybe, maybe it's better we do, that we have to do, do that throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. NXT um, must be during that time where he was just, can I really be so evil? <laughs> Champa was he against Champa? Didn't you have a street fight there where he beat him with the yes, knee brace? Um, Two points. Wait, wait. Can you get the year? 20... When would that have been? Oh, God, I'm not sure how I would get the year. 16? No, 2018. Ah, jeez, I'm thinking way too early. Yeah, I'm thinking of fucking the previous wave. Two points okay. there. Yeah. Uh, next one, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle street fight. Oh, he's had he's had some good street yeah, fights. God, best one B. Okay, let let me try and narrow it down by taking the biggest stab first. WWE. Correct. Oh okay. wow! Really? I would have thought TNA. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want. If if it was incorrect, I'd be going TNA. If it was correct, okay. What really good street fights did he have? From ninety-nine to two thousand six. Six. Yeah. Um hmm. Oh. Would that be that high though? Okay. I mean I'll, WWE I'll, stuff does get yeah. a kind of like uh, a pass a, a stage mm. assistance, yeah. more people right. see it and stuff. I'm, I'm gonna know. take a big swing here. Two thousand one. Correct. Two points. Wow. Sh- Shane O'Mac. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, I know it's very highly regarded. I didn't think it was going to be that high up to this, though. Yeah, but now that you've said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes all the sense. And once you heard, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Next one, uh, Colt Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's lucky because, you know, with the backstage going on, I might have been saying AW 2020. Colt Cabana. Realistically, I have no idea. I think um, I might know this one. Ring of Honor. We'll, we'll, we'll start with a wide net. Uh, correct for one point. Cabana. I don't know. Roderick Strong. Incorrect. 
What have I guessed at the year? 2009. No. Barry, do you know it? Uh, uh, homicide? Correct. Uh, 06? Yeah, 2006. Those matches are insane. Those matches are so good. They are so, so good. Next one. Colt Cabana and El Generico. Mm. Tag team match. Ring of Honor. <laughs> Correct. Keep, keep picking up them easy points. Um, Correct. Okay, if Generico is involved, I'm going to guess at Steen. Uh... Correct. Oh, I need to. I need both in the tag team. Oh, uh, for okay, multi from for well, ten for multi he was allowing one. He was yeah, allowing okay. more. He was in tag okay, team. for tag team. Yeah. For like a no, ten. I, I don't. I don't know who the other. Wait, wait, hang on. Just, uh, Paul, really rack your brain. I, I know you wouldn't have been following it as closely. Do you remember who Steen would have been aligned with around this time? No, you're not going to get it. No, no, no. I have no idea. Okay, guess at the year. Twenty. Well, when was the last one? The last one we said was 20... Fuck, I've already forgotten what it was. 2006. 2008? Uh, no, 2010. 2010. And was it Carino Sorry. was the partner? Yes, okay. that's correct. Uh, next one, Damien Priest and Finn Balor. Um, what? Damien, Damien Priest, Priest and Finn Balor. Former Prince Devitt. WWE. The other lad. <laughs> uh, correct, for one point. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking probably this year. Um, twenty twenty three. Correct for two points. Fuck, who they have had a street fight with? Oh, fucking just this last pay per view. Uh, Zane and Owens. Yeah, correct for three points. Yeah, I heard. I heard that was great. Obviously, I only saw the clip of him doing the Jeff Hardy balcony. Yeah, obviously we're not big WWE pay per view watcher, but I heard that match was was excellent. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I was really struggling with you, but I was thinking bad but bodies. That was so you know, recent that you're like, yeah. no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's probably recency bias, but yeah. So, Paul, you need two more points to win from the last three. Okay. Wow. So, okay. More. Okay. So that well. Next one. Come back. Dynamite Kanzai. Uh, the opponent, would it be um, Collision Tenzan? <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Oh, he's on the wordplay. He's on the wordplay, folks. <laughs> um, all Japan women. Incorrect. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-four. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in fact Dynamite Kanzai versus Mayumi Ozaki in Japanese Women Pro Wrestling Project (JWP) uh, oh, yeah, in nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. So zero okay. for. For three there, okay. The next one: Atsushi Onita and Tarzan Goto. These are made-up names. You, you never say, heard of Onita? Come you've heard of oh, sorry. Onita. <laughs> but Onita was lost in a muddle oh, okay. of other words. Have you, uh, let me just, yeah. Give me the give me the names again. Give me the names again. Atsushi Onita yeah. and Tarzan Goto. Okay, I actually know both. <laughs> yeah, I was say, you should also know, like, that's like, don't, be, don't blame the questions. Don't blame the questions. Oh, no, no, that's fair. Um, what promotion, though, would, would, yeah. would that be in? Um, take a stab. Um, it, could be, it could be like three of them. I'll go for. Oh, fuck. 
See, now I'm second guessing myself what the names of the promotions even are. Um, I want to say it's. Oh, I'm gonna sound so stupid if it's wrong. Is it like FWA? It's, it's not quite close enough. I like. I think you think it's FMW? Is that what you were thinking? FMW is what I'm thinking. FMW, yeah. What's FWA? FWA was an English. Yeah, Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking of FMW, but was it FMW? It was. Yeah, it was FMW. Okay, I didn't get it. That's what I was thinking of. Guess at the year. Ninety-two. Nineteen ninety. Okay. And the opponents? Um, Shall I just tell you? Yeah. Funk. Funk. Pass. yeah. You you no, Dragon Master and Masanobu Kurisu. Okay. I, I, don't think, I, wouldn't, I would probably would have gotten FMW. I wouldn't have gotten any of the rest of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, the final one, if you can get two on this. One I'm to tie. Points, yeah. <laughs> one to tie and uh, yeah. a two to win. Uh, Ilya Dragunov. <sighs> In a oh street fight, tenth okay. best street fight of all time, according to cagematch.net. I think I know this one. Who was I... it against? What year was it? And what was the promotion? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I can't think of any major street fights he's had in WWE land, which is why I'm. I'm, st- I'm thinking it might be also also I don't want to say Barry give me a hint but him going I think I know it is making making me think maybe right or wrong that it might be WXW I know he was very prominent there I'll, get, I'll go with that that's correct Paul for one point <laughs> I, I don't know who the opponent would be or the year but I um, guess you've tied it up uh, opponent we'll say um, Axel Dieter Jr. Good no, guess. it was not right. it was not him. Do you want to have a little stab at the year? A year twenty. When did he join? Twenty seventeen. <laughs> twenty eighteen. Ah! Was the <laughs> opponent uh, Bad Bones? No, PCO was the opponent. PCO. Oh wow, I was yeah. way off. I was way off. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't even know that one either. So the other thing is where it is like because Dragonov's on. Uh, normal NXT, not NXT UK. Like he's on, and like yeah. he's actually doing really well there. So I was like, I was like, it could be yeah. a WXW one, but I was like, it could also be some takeover match that we haven't seen. But yeah, wow. So after all that, it's a it's, it's a tie. Tie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy with both our performances I there. Think you know? quite well, I think we'll leave it there. We will bring this quiz back another time. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I enjoy like Omega Danielson tie in the first epic tie in the first match. Mm. Well, no, we'll I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Thank Ooh. you very much, uh, Joe, for that. Uh, Quizmaster uh, extraordinary. Let's, let's just filter out the fucking Japanese women ones for next time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like he's he's he's. I I want to leave those in because I'm going to be. Oh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be perusing Cage Match. You know, I want, no, that'll ruin it. And that'll make it way too easy. All right, I I actually won't do that because I don't want to spoil this great quiz. But uh, at least you know but they're yeah. all between like 92 and 95. But yeah, that, like the other thing <laughs> is, is bias. I kind of yeah. like when when it's ones from like an era i i don't actually know very well i'm like okay well this is where this is where you can get some sneaky points by just taking a wild kind of you know uh, uh punt but anyway uh all righty uh we'll move on to the television how was dynamite this week i didn't i obviously i have not watched any wrestling tv this week so how was dynamite 
It was a very solid episode. Okay. I don't, like, remember to... It started off with Moxley, AR Fox, title defense. Moxley is now doing the... He's trying to one-up Orange Cassidy by defending on every single TV program, not just every week. Awesome. Every, I think he was, okay. on a, he was on... Well, no, he was on two of the three shows this week, wasn't he? As far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, I like what well, Orange Cassidy opened the show and then cut a very short promo. Yeah, and then and then left, and as Moxie entered, he kind of was looking over his shoulder at him. He cut a very forlorn figure, very unorange mm. Cassidy. Like. Mm. But I liked it. I liked him and Moxie kind of exchange glances, and and then uh, as Air Fox was coming out, he passed Orange Cassidy as well. Um, match itself was was fine. Um, Darby came out, and Christian Cage and Luchasaurus were trying to recruit um, Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm which is very good. Um, Cage said that he uh, he had been studying some Buddy Wayne tapes and uh, he was sorry. Sorry that he was so shit. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. He's, he's, uh, and he said, uh, you know, you could benefit from my mentorship anyway. Say hi to your mom, which is great. As well. Christian. Mm. Christian is the best. Christian is the best. Um, Statlander, Emmy Sakura. We didn't obviously. Emmy didn't get to come out at Wembley and do her. her yeah, uh, and like I have to say, it's one thing she didn't get. But like we did talk on on the Wembley review about like four different people stealing her her bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, which is annoying. But we at least could she- have cut the fucking Miro Hobbs segment that no one watched anyway. And on the pre-show, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. why you have the Battle Royal on the pre-show. And she can I mean, yeah, that is, that is a know? WWE tradition that I think makes I, a lot of sense. Yeah. Do the pre-show to Battle Royal and just get everyone out there. We've got yeah. two hours, come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Statlander won, I assume. Yeah. No, uh, Emi Sakura is the new Oh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, all right, look, I fucked up, all right? I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Following that great Roderick Strong segment. Uh, yeah. He talks about his childhood growing up, his difficult life growing up with his parents, uh, his sister, and the struggles that he's had, uh, and in pro wrestling, what, what it means to him. This was this, yeah. uh, he's very funny actually, really strong. Like, like, the thing is, it was played totally straight. Yeah, but it would cut back to him with his neck brace on and his big glasses on, big black frame glasses, <laughs> and it, it, it kind of undercut all the seriousness. Of it. it was yeah. very funny, very good. Um. And then if the sex gods beating Aussie Open, come on now. That's a bit much, isn't it? I saw yeah. that result. Yeah. I think Aussie Open deserve more than to be the fodder for storyline yeah. you know, thrown together. Like, they're so good. Um, yeah. You could maybe so look better. the other way when it was like the world champion and his buddy, mm. you know, but Jericho <laughs> I mean, and his 10 millionth on again, off again thing with Guevara, you know. You could say at least Guevara and Jericho aren't thrown together. They've been... They have a, a team, team for yeah, more yeah. or less four years, you know. Yeah, but true, true. They, I would rather see Aussie Open have a run at the titles than Jericho and Guevara is is the problem. Um. Uh. Okay. Renee was backstage with Don Callis and Takeshita. There you go. And they they will unveil next mm. week a new a new painting. Who will, <laughs> who will their ne- their next target be? I quite like that. So yeah. I wonder who, who who doesn't have something going on quite now that Takeshita could um, have a run at. I, I wouldn't really like to see either of them lose, but like Cassidy, I don't think I don't think it's time for either of them to really be beaten. Maybe. Though, so um, that artist must be doing well. Make it every time they do a storyline, they get to they get a commission, which is pretty good. Um, and then we had the MJF Samoa Joe 
uh, promo, which started quite weak, but in a way that kind of made logical sense to the way the characters work. And then I thought it got better as it went on. So mm-hmm. um, MJF and, and Smojo had a back and forth where um, uh, Smojo said, you know, based on, you know, what, what had happened at All Out with the shove and, and the small brawl, he said, you know, I, I came out here to find out what's your problem, kid. So Joe, Joe was giving him the kid. And MGF was trying to deflect it with funny lines. Now, these mm. lines were fucking shit and lame and rubbish. But it, it kind of made sense in, in terms of the character. Like, MGF wasn't giving him back the serious, you know, going head to head. Because about Joe at the end of the day. He was trying to deflect and trying to be funny, um, which which was, was bad. But then... Joe said, oh, you're very, very funny. Anyway, what's your problem, kid? And then, he, you know, it was kind of like the uh, the Beetlejuice. He said kid three times. And MGF then confronted them and got very serious and angry and talked mm. about, talked about obviously the NXT situation. Uh, there was a good line in there where he mentioned um, that William Regal had brought him in for the, uh, the uh, tryout. And he said, well, we all know how that turned out. I knocked his British ass out and sent him back to where he came from and if you're not careful joe i'll do the same to you <laughs> which I thought was a funny cute line um and he said uh, joe if you're not careful i'm gonna kill you <laughs> and he said you know I, kn- I know what you were thinking joe when when i was being the security accompanying you along the the, the corridor there you thought i was just a kid and you could take advantage of me and then joe with the line of the promo said max i didn't think you were a kid thought you were a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) and um and so joe is in the hunt for the 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 title match obviously in in the tournament uh roderick strong defeated trent beretta in a quarterfinal match as you Hmm. would expect uh the funny bit was immediately after the match so he took he took the neck brace off for the match immediately afterwards they put the neck brace back on (laughs) (laughs) that's a good bit yeah, the match stuff was 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 fine. Um, Tony Storm promo where she did the the funny shtick through the shoe and all that. Uh, and then we had my favorite segment of the show, Hangman Page. Oh, here we go. Get this, they're giving two people fucking something to do. Two two really good wrestlers. Wow. Hangman Page in the ring with Shivani. Uh, about you know talking about his charity. He won the match at All Out uh, Zero Hour. He's going to give money to the the the. Teachers. education blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Swerve comes out for a dream match I didn't even know I wanted mm. Swerve Strickland comes out and he's talking about you know Hangman was this world champion and now what the fuck's he doing does he even want it anymore if you give me that spot I would have been the first black AW world champion right now. <laughs> Ooh, wow. great stuff Swerve <laughs> Swerve's, Swerve's ready he's 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 the, the, the oven has gone ding he's ready to come out <laughs> yeah He's, he's he's cooked long enough. He's ready. Um, I would really love Swerve to uh, to get a win over Hangman. Yeah, because Hangman, look, Hangman's great. Adam Page is great. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of the balance of things, where we are today in twenty twenty three, I don't like the idea of Swerve taking the fall for another half hearted Hangman push. Right. I would rather mm-hmm. Hangman take the fall for a Swerve push. Um, I just I think Swerve is, is a better performer on the microphone and between the ropes. 
And I think he's got more potential. Hangman's obviously been there since the beginning as one of the startup guys, but let's let's also be real and look at where the kind of land lies today. I think Swerve is yeah. is, is, is going to be the bigger star when it's all said and done. But I don't think it will hurt Hangman to lose either. I think no. he can still come no. out of it well. Or you do like a series and he wins, you know, Swerve wins two. Wins one, wins Swerve one. wins one. Yeah. Maybe Hangman wins the last one, but Swerve kind of beats him twice, you know. Um, so Strickland anyway got very personal and Hangman was going to attack him but he got a, he got attacked from behind by Brian Cage hit him with the drill claw so they're doing Page Cage 3 hmm. Uh, hmm. Which, which should be quite good if their history is anything to uh, base that on and then Darby beat Nick Wayne in the main event okay. in the uh, in the quarterfinal match that was a Grand Slam you- tournament thing with right yeah yeah um, interestingly there was a bit where Darby was like hesitant about doing the coffin drop on Nick Wayne. But then he got him in a submission where he like bent his arms behind his back and was like stomping <laughs> on his head. He realized he has to win. That was because of an injury, wasn't it? Right, that he didn't want to do the coffin drop. Was that? That was how I understood it. Like, uh, it came off to me like a, like a yeah. oh, do, am Nick I that did. evil to do it? Um, Possibly. I get your point though. Yeah, if he had done that because of his own. Mm. Yeah, that that would make sense, I suppose. Anyway, he he won and stared down Christian and uh, Lucius, and then I watched Rampage as well. We obviously won't spend much time on Rampage, but since there were tournament matches, okay, uh, I thought I ought to give it a watch. Uh, in quick results, Penta defeated Jay Lethal. First <laughs> time I've ever seen Penta's mask came off, and he still won the match. Uh, he must be good at this stage. People are always grabbing the fucking thing, so he must be like, "All right, lads, I'm just gonna get this done." You know? Yeah, I'm just gonna get a tattoo on my face. At this stage. Oh, that'd be sick. That would be so <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Has anyone done that? Has ever been a luchador who like had a mask? T- oh, that'd be. I I want to go make that. I won't bother and fight forever, but like I'll get one of the WWE games and I'll try and make that. That sounds awesome. Um. Jericho and Sammy agree that they'll have a match at Grand Slam to get it out of their system against each other. Uh, Sheeta, Britt Baker, uh, and Sky Blue defeated Taya, Anna Jay, and the Bunny. Uh, Sheeta and Britt had some... Yeah, yeah, Britt knocked into her by mistake, and Sheeta left all upset. Uh, Young Bucks defeated Matt Menard and Angelo Parker in a nothing match, Mm -hmm. which is a shame, because that was a match I was actually looking forward to seeing. The match went five minutes. Okay. Uh, promo from Santana, who's uh, announced he's going as a single, not a, not in a tag team. Okay, which you know about already. And then Samoa Joe defeated Jeff Hardy in the main event. Okay. And then we come to Collision, which I thought was really good. Um, yeah. I understand that Collision was was the CM Punk show, and of course, yeah. You know, we talked about on the podcast before about you know with with, with the um, previous suspension, what it would mean for a show like this if. Punk wasn't on it. And Collision has over time anyway developed its own tone and mm. pacing and feel. And this collision definitely was the of the ones they've done, the one that felt closest to a dynamite. It didn't have a 30-minute main event, it had the usual 15 minute, let's say. Um but was nevertheless really good. It definitely feels like they're using it more as a continuation of Dynamite as opposed to an island with its own roster. Right. There seems to still be certain people who are only going to be on that. But really what I would like them to do with it is just treat Dynamite and Collision as two halves of a four-hour show and don't have anyone on both. 
You know, you could have a Moxley one week. He's on dynamite one week. He can be on collision. And maybe then you get a little bit of excitement of, you don't know who you're going to get on dynamite this week. Right. And you don't know who you're going to get in collision. I don't like the idea of it being, you know, 2000s WWF where everyone's on both shows and you're just getting a lot, a lot, a lot of the same people. Mm. I would still like, look, you've got five hours of TV for, let's be honest, fucking, I mean, Rampage, we can really just make the QT Marshall hour at this stage. Um, but like Rampage should be, in a sense, the, the show where you try things that are a little out of left field, mm. build up people who otherwise don't get a chance. You're Lee Moriarty's, Captain Sean Dean, um, and Helico. Guys who can go who don't really get a shot on Collision Diamond, but that, that's what Rampage should be. Rampage really could be your, your outlier show where you do your wacky, wacky shit. Mm-hmm. And then between Collision and Dynamite, you got four hours. Map out your 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 feuds. These are the people you're using. You've got four hours to do it. Not necessarily two hours, and then another two hours to feature some of the same people again. Just have four, four hours a week and feature each each person once. Fit them in somewhere between those two. I think that's the way to do it. But obviously, it seems like we're still going to have your your Miro, your Andrade, who who reappeared on Collision for the first time in a while. Um, Hobbs, Danielson, potentially. It seems like a lot of those are only going to be on Collision, uh, House of Black. So, you know, maybe you can still have a little bit of a soft brand split, but I would prefer that there be as little crossover as possible week to week. Because if I'm getting Moxie on Dynamite, I don't also then need to see him on... on uh... It's kind of similar, I, I guess, in a sense, to what NXT used to do. Remember NXT when it was one hour? Yeah. Mm. You would get... Let's say there was four shows. Um... Adam Cole, I don't remember if he was there the one hour, but let, or or Sami Zayn might um, only appear on two or three of those shows, and e- every week you'd be like, okay, who are we getting this week? Oh, and Nakamura is on this week. Okay, that's exciting. Maybe a little bit of that feeling for for Collision and Dynamite. Anyway, to get to the show, I thought the show was really good, um, and I didn't feel watching it like, damn, I wish fucking CM Punk was here, because frankly, while CM Punk was an exciting personality to have around and an exciting name. Um, and I'm not even getting into the fact that he was fucking getting into fights. <laughs> to Whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about on, on camera. Since he had come back, had he really done anything that interesting or that the second great? Run, the second run was too marred with, I'm trying to get angles with all these other people. And we talked about it as it was happening, kind of like, you know, Felt like mm. building up the match with Joe didn't feel like his priority. He, you know what I mean? He wants to do his young box promo and this, that, and the other. He wants to team with FTR, and it was it was only because the funny thing is, Collision is like what twelve weeks old at this stage. So the Punk Run was only like nine or ten episodes of TV. Um, I wouldn't even really call it a run. Do you know what I mean? That second, mm. the, the, the post comeback Punk stuff, I think. You know, he had a great match with Joe, and other than that, it was a, a bunch of okay stuff that really lacked focus. I mean, lacked focus, I think, is the key term because he's feuding with Joe, but he's also doing Starks, and Starks is suspended, so he's going away. So now we're doing Joe, but he's still technically feuding with Starks, and he wants to call out the Bucks. And, you know, you know. Um, yeah, the so- irony is that you know, Sam Punk was the. You know, I, I hate the terminology, but he's the pipe bomb, pipe bomb guy. Right. But it, it felt like most of his promos when he wasn't, as you say, trying to start feuds of people who weren't interested in feuding with him it seemed like his problems were very not safe but they were very 
standard wrestling promos. But yeah, yeah. It was super exciting or super, you know, when you think of the Starks MJF really based or in reality. His, or his previous year in AEW where it was the yeah. Kingston stuff and the MJF stuff, that was all, that was money. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah. all money. But yeah, um, I, so, I, you know, I, I think, I think despite being conceived as his show, I think there's, it's it's too early to really say, but I feel like there's life left. Also, like I said, they they, they only had 10, 10 weeks as the punk show anyway. It was, it was it's early days in general for this show, so I don't I don't think I don't think we should be writing it off. You yeah, know. I mean, all said and done, would I like to have punk still around? Yes, of course, oh, of course. But, but I don't think it's quite the death knell. The no. fact that he's gone. This show, this, if this show is any proof of that. Now we did open with a completely worthless John Moxley action Andretti uh, title yeah. match. As I said. Let's not have Moxie here. We get, we had Moxie already. Let's slot in here uh, a good 15-minute powerhouse Hobbs match or an Andrade match. We don't need to develop Moxley. Moxley's character is, is, is perfectly Yeah, developed. we know we know Moxley, yeah. We know Moxley. He doesn't need to be on every show. This match also went way too long, and Andrade got – or Andrade, Andretti got way too much in it. This should yeah. have been Moxley come out. Yeah, Andretti, yeah, you beat Jericho. Right? Fucking pound him into a red puddle in yeah. a minute. And say I'm not Jericho or Moxie, and I beat him. But it was it was nothing. Um, Satlander against Robin Renegade. Oh yeah, no, Renegades. We, we've passed before. You know, Renegades I think are underrated. I would like yeah, to see more of them on a little show called AW Collision. <laughs> so let's feature them. They they are really good. Uh, Satlander won. And then, by God, the two renegades started beating into shit out oh of him. Oh my God, two on one, uh, two, two on one, one. one dastardly. Everyone's looking at the crowd uh, at the stage, going, "Is someone? By God, someone stop this! Someone stop this!" And who comes out? It's only fucking Jade Cargill is back. Woo! I Let's was go, wondering. Baby. I was like, "How much longer are they gonna? Are they gonna keep us? Are they gonna keep keep us waiting for the Cargill return?" Um, yeah, it's funny because I because yeah, I was good. You know, jabroni mark but i was like well what's going on here where's jade cargill now come on now when all when, when jade cargill's out on screen all the other characters should be going where's jade cargill yeah. i will say nitpick time oh god he can't be stopped with these is it they oh you know they- can i guess what it is because uh, i watched the clip i didn't see collision but it is is it she did her pose while making the save no, that's perfectly fine. Ah, damn. That's, okay. what, that's what Jade should do. She's fucking... Yeah, muscular. yeah. She's like, I'm going to flex because I'm Jade. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wasn't really making the save either, so it's fine. Like, Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. Like, no. CJ Perry <clears throat> did the same thing all out. Yeah. When she came down to the room. No, my nitpick is they just didn't make it feel big enough. If okay, ever yeah, yeah. there was a return that that um, deserves the blackout treatment, the lights go Oh, out. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pyro, it's fucking Jade, of course. I mean, all the happiness. I feel like they've, I feel like they've gotten because they used to do the lights out. I felt like every week, and I feel like they've actually stopped doing it now. They've kind of, it's gone out of. I feel like Tony Khan loved it, and then somebody came along and was like, "All right, you're, you're turning the lights off every other week." Whoever <laughs> told them that is an idiot. Is an idiot. Yeah, always, the lights out, the lights always works. <laughs> yeah, it's always great. It is always it great. Always works. If ever there's a lights out moment that that was missed, this actually, was but that's that's actually. Yeah, I think that's not a nitpick. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And and you and because because all that happened was she kind of her music played oh wait a minute there's Jade and she came out and and fought off the renegades and then hit hit Statlander with the the jaded and oh and she laid out Statlander I actually didn't see that she laid okay. out Statlander with with the jaded she she picked her up and 
put her back down. I kind of like the, the um, this is a little bit of a collision-y kind of old school wrestling story. I, I, I like the idea of building now is she's, I, presumably she's going to say, now we're going to have a real match, a real yeah. match where I haven't just had a match. You know, yeah. I, I, I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. So I would have just, generally speaking, I and also the fact that this was just tucked away in the second match of the show. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Jade, Jade returning should have felt like, if not the biggest takeaway from the show, one of the biggest, but it was kind yeah, of... Yeah, maybe, that could maybe even be a, oh my, my God, you're going to have to tune in on Wednesday to see what happened. Oh my God, yeah. you know. Or next Saturday, I guess, depending on where you're going to Um, Good to see her back anyway. Uh, Tony Giovanni sat down with Claudio and Eddie. They're having a match at Grand Slam with both the Ring of Honor Ooh. and New Japan strong openweight titles on the line. Uh, Castagnoli accepted with one stipulation, which is that Kingston has to shake his hand if Castagnoli beats him oh. and say that he respects him. The old I respect you. <laughs> I respect you, Booker man. Yeah. Um, but, by the way, someone, speaking of that match, someone tweeted Meltzer asking, is this the first time two different titles will be defended against each other in a different company? And Meltzer just replied, no, it happened all the time. Nah. Oh, I think that's happened in AEW already as well. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, uh, they, uh, they, uh, yeah, but it's happened. It's happened. It's done with the yeah. tag titles, oh, sure. Yeah. and AAA yeah. and, and New Japan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's actually fairly common because, and I, I do like that about AEW is that they are kind of like the. Uh, they did. The FTR we, we, against you know, Cobb and yeah. uh, Great Khan was what. That, yeah. They do the yeah. they do the whole kind of if you're a champion somewhere else we acknowledge that here and, and yeah I always like that yeah uh, Bullet Club Gold not featuring Jay White as he was apparently absent for personal reasons that we oh. we don't know about uh, defeated a trio's uh, trio of luchadors which was originally going to feature Metalik he got unfortunately cut from it um, it was Aerostar who we all love from mm. Lucha Underground Dios del Inframundo the former Drago okay. And, uh, and Gravity, who's a bit naff. Um, Bullet Club Gold, of course, got the win in that one. I, I would have liked to have seen Aerostar and, and, and Drago showcased mm. a bit more than they were. But it was good. It was also notable for the fact that uh, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness could not tell Aerostar and Gravity apart. And we're calling Gravity <laughs> oh, Aerostar. No. God. I was like, lads, if we wanted someone getting the tag teams wrong, we'd get Jim Ross out here. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Jim Ross, one last thing, before Jim Ross retires, he needs to call one more Hardys match. Do you know what oh, I mean? Great. He's like, uh, Hardys against the Young Bucks. In there. The guy with the multicolored hair, that's Matt, right? I've only been calling them their matches since they were fucking it's, 16. He's also, uh, also called Penta a young luchador. I think he's older than Nigel. <laughs> young luchador. He called Aerostar this this kid right here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Aerostar has been wrestling for. I think Pentagon. I think I think Penta is actually. He's still fairly young. Cause he's, I think he started very young. Aerostar has been wrestling for about twenty years. I'm certain of that. And he's a time traveler. So who he's knows? Also a time so. traveler as well. So yeah, maybe he's actually. So yeah, okay. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe he is young. Because what, what he does yeah. is he just goes back every time. Yeah. Um, CJ Perry promo we talked about. You talked about that. Yeah. Time to retake her mantle as the hottest manager. Hmm. Um, acclaimed, absolutely worthless promo. No, said nothing. Um, Ray Phoenix and Angelico had a little okay. little match, which I quite enjoyed. Was that a tournament um, thing or just a just a match? Just a match. Ray, Ray Phoenix's return from. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, he was away Detroit. for whatever whatever reason. 
I think it's the first yeah. time I've ever seen a, a Luchador win on AEW. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think I've ever seen a Luchador win a match on one of these shows. They are, they are Lucha Jobbers. Yeah, this was a nice um, Lucha Underground throwback as well. Yes, of course. Yeah, and Helico was a, an OG. Mm. Um, FTR announced the FTR World Tag Team Challenge, in which they will give young up-and-comers a shot. Okay. Announced for next week is FTR against the Iron Savages. Okay. Uh, one of which I m- mentioned the other week is too happy and cuddly looking to believe. As and a, I uh, believe we said at the time that you let him be happy. All right. If he wants to be cuddly, he's, he's super happy. Um, but make so, that his gimmick then. Make that his gimmick. Is uh, I know kind of Tony Khan gets ribbed a lot for doing like a lot of tournaments, battle royals, and open challenges. But I at least an open challenge, I think it's just an easy thing to just have some interesting matches. Yeah, you know yeah, for I mean? sure. I'll, I'll always leave off an open. I could, I could probably do without any more tournaments, but the open challenges are fun. You know? uh, Roderick Strong defeated Darby Allen in a semi-final match. Jeez, putting that neck to use. Two matches one week. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ar Fox and Nick Wayne. Ended up at ringside along with the kingdom. And Air Fox hit the fucking shooting star at Nick Wayne by mistake. No, no. Uh, yep. And uh, Strong got the win off the back of that shenaniganery. Um, Paris Hobbs did a little promo about the Book of Hobbs and mm. the Miro chapter is still unfinished. Okay. Uh, Lexi Nair was backstage with Keith Lee. And Keith Lee was like, oh, yeah, remember me? I and do. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> He said he wants to do things solo, and he said for his opponents, run. Wait, who's oh. his? Oh, Dustin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not tagging with old Dustin anymore. We've got a video package on the righteous as well. Okay. And then we got the drum roll, please. We got the perfect segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. Brian Danielson, ladies and gentlemen, came to the ring and uh, announced that a wrestle dream he. Oh, he announced that he's going to wind down his career and it's going to be the most epic year that he possibly can have starting with wrestle dream he wants to wrestle zach saber jr uh which got a big pop for me of course this brought out ricky starks and uh large william and uh starks did a, a great promo again talking about how you know the spotlight's escaping him again he's he's not hungry mm. anymore now he's going to start being greedy hell yeah and um, Danielson then made a shocking offer. This was this got my eyebrows, you know, raised. I said, I, I, I like sometimes AW with the way that they 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 do their writing. They they throw you a curveball you never saw coming. And, oh my god! Danielson said, you know, at the Blackpool Combat Club, we have a saying: before we bring someone in, we bleed with them. And he had a Blackpool Combat Club Ooh. shirt for Ricky Starks. I said, "Oh my god!" That's actually very interesting. Very, very interesting. And he went to uh, he went to hand it to Ricky Starks. Fucking Big Bill wasn't having Big Bill. No, Did he say this is too small for me? And he ripped it to pieces. <laughs> oh, but Daniel has to come out with the biggest Blackpool combat shirt ever no, no. next week. Big you Bill's... can come in as well, pal. You can come in. <laughs> Big Bill simply clubbered him to death. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they were, uh, they were tap dancing on Danielson's head Moxley runs out Moxley's on Big Bill's back swinging around trying to choke him but he's too tired um, from wrestling action Andretti he can't quite yeah, get, get the upper uh, hand you know Starks and, and Big Bill Big Bill hit Moxley with a crazy big boot took him out Starks has Danielson choking him with the 
Combat Club t-shirt he was offered a minute ago. Danielson, as I mentioned earlier, does the, the choke sell perfectly. He doesn't drop his head down, keeps his face up. He's, he's unconscious, my God. And uh, Starks and Big Bill stood tall. This was absolutely phenomenal stuff. It sounds great. Sounds um, great. I, one thing I, I do like with the Combat Club is even within the team itself, they're always floating between heels and baby faces, depending yeah. on what they're needed. Danielson, and to an extent, Moxley in this segment... We're on the baby fight set. Moxie's fight, fighting Big Bill next week. That was announced. Mm. It's going to be fucking great. Um, so Moxie floating back to the babyface side after the Orange Cassidy match, it looks like. Whereas Claudio is very much still the heel in the, yeah. the storyline with um, with uh, with Eddie. And that's what I like. I, I mentioned a few weeks ago about factions don't necessarily all need to be... The feud doesn't need to be the factions feud. Yeah. Each person has their own personality and their own, you know, their own feuds. And could still be a faction, could still be the, the combat club. Especially when it's characters like Danielson and Moxie. These are big main event stars. The audience knows them, gets the characters. You don't have to simplify it by saying, oh, well, they're all going the same direction, doing the same thing. They all agree 100% on everything, and they all behave the exact same way. No, no, no. The, the crowd knows who they are and how they act, and they don't need they don't need it to be, you know, they all behave the exact same way because their T-shirts are the same. You know, they don't need that. Uh, sounds like Collision was good this week. I might try and squeeze that in tomorrow. And the, main, the main event was Joe against Penta, and Joe, oh, Joe well. did get the win. It was very good, and Joe got the win. Sounds like Collision, you know, the, the next era of Collision off to a solid start. Um, yes, very much so. Yeah, time time just got away from me this week, uh, but I'm going to try yeah, and I get mean, back check, into it. Check the, out that, that danielson Stark segment. segment. Seems like that's outstanding. The new the new perfect segment. And that, that wraps up a, a pretty good week for AEW to be fair to them so uh we will we continue rolling along to uh um, uh i was about to say royal quest uh grand slam is the one <laughs> that's the arthur ash one the royal quest is coming up next month royal quest is also coming up in fact yeah i wouldn't be announced be it. AW moment eddie kingston is gonna be there oh very so, nice. uh, that, okay. that, i was i was a bit on the fence but i don't know eddie kingston live mm-hmm. uh, yeah that, i mean it'd be interesting to see what kind of involvement there is there um mm. especially because so that'll be after wrestle dream right because wrestle dream is the first isn't it yeah, yeah. And, yes and then so that and royal quest is like the 14th or the 15th yeah. or something like that okay uh, but yeah you know seems like see, look it seems like i think this is a very i think this is a, obviously this is a very mutually beneficial relationship i think mm. you know forbidden door has been a success twice in a row Little cameos here on this show, little cameo here on that show. Everyone sells a few extra tickets. I think it's, um, you know, and I think they've also avoided any political minefields as well in terms of this guy losing to that guy and so on. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Outside of the wrestling uh, here, uh, we will talk about the films. You watch any films, uh, Joe? Um, Just a couple of rewatches. So we watched The Goonies uh, yesterday afternoon. Perfect Saturday afternoon. uh, In the cinema? No, no, just on just on TV. I think it is uh, it back in theaters in some capacity at the oh, moment. Oh, maybe it's uh, anniversary. Warner are putting like all now. I think it's conveniently timed with the strike, oh, but for their hundredth birthday, yeah. they are putting out all the classics again. Ah, okay. Dark Knight is it. out at the moment, I think. But yeah, nice. School of Rock. I saw School of Rock in. doing a twentieth anniversary thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we just watched it. Michelle had never seen it, so I was like. I've never seen the Goonies either. It's it's great. It's like a kid's version of Indiana Jones. That's how I describe it. And there are some references in there to Indiana Jones. Oh, you weren't ever home on on a Saturday afternoon Mm -hmm. as a child with RTE2 on? I mean, you were were always rolling the dice. There's a chance you may have seen it by (laughs) osmosis. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, so very, very fun uh, little film. Um, We also finally got around to rewatching Tar after seeing it at the cinema last year, which, oh, it's a superb movie. It should have... Oscar, should have had Oscars coming out of its arse, uh, but unfortunately he's not. 
But I thought, I thought, oh, it's such a, it's a funny movie as well as being very sort of dark and yeah. a bit strange. It's not an easy movie to watch necessarily. It doesn't have a kind of obvious plot at all. Typical sort of character development. It's a slightly strange movie, but oh my god, it's so good and so funny. Uh, we were just laughing out loud at it. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Tar or you didn't enjoy it the first time, well. You didn't enjoy it the first time. You might not change your mind, but you maybe you just don't appreciate the art of cinema. The art of cinema. Um, um, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. No, I agree. Blanchett should have absolutely won the uh, oh, the Oscar. Brilliant. Oh, better, better than uh, uh, Margaret Cho in Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I did like. But like, come on, let's be real. Yeah, that was one of those ones where I was like, <laughs> like really great. Uh, like, I, I felt weird about all the Everything Everywhere stuff because I was like, it is, it is great. But mm. when it won every award that's ever been created, I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. Michelle Yeoh anyway. was great in it, like as well. Of course, like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not and, even um, downplaying the performances or, or anything. But it was like, fucking, there was some really great shit elsewhere that year. Has Blanchett won before? Was, wasn't, wasn't that good. Mm. Had Blanchett won before? Oh, yes. Yeah. Two. Okay. Jasmine. Jasmine, I think she won. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's your lot, Joe. Okay, I watched two movies as well. I watched and two coming-of-age classics. Go on. Uh, I watched Boys in the Hood for the first time. I was just about to ask, was that your first time? I oh. picked up on, on 4K Blu-ray. Oh. In now, London. Now we're I talking. On, I was over for All In. And I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, the new Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, I, I want to see that before it leaves cinema. That seems like a really good see it on the big, see it on the old big boy Absolutely. screen. What, what did you make of Boys in the Hood for the first time? I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously rough around the edges in terms of a lot of the performances were... I don't say it was necessarily all their like first movies, but a lot of them. A lot of young actors. Yeah. This was their company, you know, Kubi Gooding Jr., Ice Cube. Um, and then you had obviously, you know, your your um, more established actors in mm. there with them. But no, I, I thought what what worked was how how efficient it was in its simplicity. Mm. Yeah, at times it almost feels like a like a stage play. There's mm. a lot of dialogue and and in the first, you know, hour and a half, there's not a lot happening. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have a very strong narrative push, but it's all about spending time with the characters. And you care about the characters because you spend so much time with them, and it's very slice of life. You're seeing how how their daily life goes. When I saw that on the rundown, and now you're telling me there's a 4K out there, I might, I might ask for it. I was like, have you ever seen this fucking movie? <laughs> we, might have, we might have to sit down and watch this movie. Um, and, uh, I mean, the standout is, is Lawrence Fishburne, mm. who's like... Should have won an Oscar for. It. He's like, <laughs> we're just reading the Oscars for Phil. He should have. I mean, come on. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, a, a young Lawrence Fishburne, who's funny, funny enough, the age difference between Lawrence Fishburne and his son in this movie, Cuba Gooding Jr., seven years, which is a little, a little funny. But but you, you don't question it watching the movie. You 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 buy it. Yeah. Um. Really, really, really good. As I say, so some of the uh, directions it goes in are ultimately not very surprising it's quite yeah. a predictable film but as i said it the strength of the film is in the characters the doughboy and the you know furious uh, styles and tray styles mm. you know, the character work is is exceptionally strong and that's kind of what what carries the movie no oh, it's and, only only 24 euro on amazon for the 4k what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right i might wait till payday we wait till payday yeah, yeah. 
Um, VHS so got- for 86 cent. What the fuck? You buy VHSs is- on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> what? So yeah, thumbs up on uh, on Boys in the Hood. I will say as an aside, I also watched Boy Scouts in the Hood immediately afterwards. That's as the, a follow up. The the um, what's that? That's the uh, join the campers. What are they called? The well, Bart joins Ned Flanders. Little oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll wait. Ten out of ten episode. It's. Uh, I don't remember where it, where it ended up in our ranking of the episodes, but it's it's fucking flawless. It's yeah, perfect. that's a great episode. Um, and then I watched, as a counterpoint, another Simpsons episode, also named for Boys in the Hood, uh, season thirty three's. Oh God, boys, boys in the Highlands. Uh, so twenty years. I, I assume I haven't seen the second one, but I assume both these episodes have nothing to do with the film. It's just they just went with the name. Correct. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Boy Scouts um, one has nothing. It's nothing. So, to be fully open and transparent, a lot of people are talking about that the Simpsons is good again. Simpsons is back. Yeah, Simpsons is back. Season thirty-two, season thirty-three. Mm. Simpsons is, is good again. Um. So, tr- try to be as as unbiased as possible. And and go from watching a classic Simpsons in Boy Scouts and Hoods to a season thirty three one to see how kind of stark the difference is. Um, the season thirty three episode was absolutely terrible. Mm. Uh, anyone who says it's good again is a liar. It's not. It's worse than you even think it is. Not a single laugh in sight. Useless character motivations. Characters interacting who we've seen interact a hundred times, but we have to see it again. Martin's getting pushed around by Dolph and Nelson and Bart's like, oh, I want to be a bully too, actually. Yeah. Am I? Oh, why am we, I so we, evil? We've done that. We've done that. It was, it was fucking terrible. Um, never. Simpsons not back. Never watch anything past season nine in my opinion i know yeah, some, pe- yeah. some people are, are a little go 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 as far as maybe 10 11 12 even season nine i i'm of the opinion half season nine is shit i'm i'm with you based on recent rewatches i'm like w- season 10 it's like oh half season like season, season has half, moments, has season moments. Has moments <laughs> but that's just it you're talking about a small handful of episodes out of 22 season nine i'm kind of with you it's almost 50 50 and it's pretty stark because yeah. eight Eight is like it doesn't reach the highs of seven, but there's some phenomenal stuff in eight. Do you know what I mean? Like eight is yes. still great, even if it's maybe a smidge below the peak. Nine is 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 really it's it's actually shocked me. Even in recent years, we've talked about Simpsons to death. Yeah, we've all watched Simpsons to death, but it is shocking how like nine starts and like you know half these episodes and they're not even good. Like forget about like oh they're really starting to dip now. It's like there's a couple of really good ones, and it's like yeah. People humor in 10. No, no, no. Get out of here. No, no. I still say girly edition is the specific episode where the Simpsons became bad. It's yes. Yeah. That is a that's, terrible That's your cutoff episode. moment. Uh, season nine, episode 20, I think somewhere in that range. Anyway, yeah. that's boys, boys in the hood. <laughs> and, and a bunch of Simpsons episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I watched the Ninja Turtles movie, which is uh, by the same creative team i don't know how many same people are involved but it's the the same people who made the very very good mitchells versus the machines from a few years ago oh, yeah Netflix, yeah which i Ooh. thoroughly enjoyed uh of, of a it's kind of a gravity falls um spin yeah. number number of people who are involved and, and also involved in this one same director i believe as well um 
Very, very strong opening. One thing I really like about it is that, number one, I've never seen a Ninja Turtles... I'm not saying they don't exist, but I've never seen a Ninja Turtles adaptation where they act like teenagers, as they do in this movie. Mm. Um, Think back to the 1989 cartoon. What about them is teenager-like? They just act like... They're like college bros type. Yeah, like men. I knew, yeah. Um, Here, they're like young teens. They're like 13, 14-year-olds, they act like... Um, and so they have this kind of e- Goonies, I want to say, style kind of camaraderie that is really refreshing to see applied to Ninja Turtles. Because um, I feel like we've seen the the superhero gang so many times. This isn't even necessarily an origin story, even though it has obviously it covers the origin of how they came to be. But um, really, really good. The, the the four kids who they cast to play the Turtles are all excellent and suit the role really, really well. Um, it has that same kind of humor, like Gravity Falls, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machine brand of humor, which I really enjoy as well. Um, I will say I don't think it's quite as strong as Mitchell's versus the Machines. I think especially in the last act, it kind of devolves into your typical superhero fare. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's a f- maybe too many characters, uh, especially on the villain side. It's not just the Ninja Turtles versus shredder bebop and rocksteady there's like nine villains it's it's like they had to shoehorn in a load of turtles references and also the film is chock-a-block with references uh which you can kind of forgive because they are teenagers and teenagers you know make references they love references every every 10 lines it's this is like uh attack on titan this is like Minecraft. Oh, I saw a TikTok with this the other day. And it's like, it's it's relentless. So I wish there was a little bit less of that. But uh, generally, it's very good. I, like I said, maybe not quite as good as Mitchell's and Machines. Uh, it's got a really strong start, kind of dips towards the end. But generally, I would still say very good. Worth a watch. Good. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to see that one for sure. Um, that is the uh, films there for the week. Uh, not much on the old TV front. Uh, I this is, a, this is a YouTube series, but it's very professionally produced to the degree it is basically a TV show. I'm watching uh, Psych Odyssey on YouTube, which is uh, it's, it's something insanely long. It's like a like a twenty part documentary series on the making of Psychonauts two. Uh, by uh, you know uh, Tim Schafer and the team behind your favorite LucasArts game of the 90s and the original Psychonauts and Broken Age and things like that. Now, so they, uh, they basically, for the entire duration of this game's development, they got a documentary crew in to just film the whole thing. Uh, they did this with their last game, Broken Age. I never played Broken Age, and thus I never watched that documentary. I heard that one was incredible. Very raw, very warts and all. Very, you're seeing the the highs and the lows and the the, the negatives of game development. And I'm six episodes into this one, and I'm, I'm very much feeling that as well. It's great. I, I think someone who knows like nothing about games could watch this and and take something from it. I also think it's very slickly produced to the degree it could be it could be on television or it could be on a, a Netflix or something like that. Um, but obviously, I think I think if you're a fan of, of that studio's work, you'll you'll really get something from it. And yeah, like I said, it's pretty exhaustive. That game came out last year. So it was maybe my favorite game of last year. It was excellent. And the episode I'm on now, they are in like January 2016. Right. So so I still have in the in the show, I still have like six years of stuff to cover before they actually put the game out. And so the episode I just watched, like it's them dealing with a lot of negative feedback. So their last couple of games were crowdfunded 
the last one was uh, mm-hmm. Kickstarter, and then this one was on Fig, which I don't even think Fig still exists anymore. But it, it was basically a Kickstarter equivalent where you got a ownership stake of in some capa- some kind of producer role on the show, whatever, and mm-hmm. just them dealing with a lot of negative feedback because they came out and said we're making Psychonauts too. Everyone got excited, and then they said here's our crowdfunding, and everyone went fuck you. Um, you know, uh, but they then they then did get crowdfunded. It, it's it's really really good. It's it's proper. You you would think because they are. I don't I don't think they publish it necessarily, but because they commissioned it itself, you kind of think maybe is this going to be a little bit fluffy? Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't want a puff right. piece about this. But you know they're 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 being very honest. This is again this is what I'd heard about their previous documentary for their last game. It's like it is you're getting the real kind of documentary experience. They were also developing like a PlayStation VR game as they were spinning up the wheels on Psychonauts 2. And you can already see people like, oh, they're going to take people off our game to go make Psychonauts 2. And I don't, I want this person's career to advance, but under my tutelage on the game I'm working on, you know, you're already seeing that kind of stuff develop. It's great. I would say if you like games in any capacity, you will enjoy this series. I would say if you aren't in any way serious about games, but you just like a good documentary about uh, industry you know nothing about i would say it scratches that itch as well so mm-hmm. i'll report back it's it's the episodes are varying lengths between like an hour and and somewhere like 20 minutes um so yeah that's like odyssey it is all 100 for free on youtube um on i think double fine's own youtube uh, page so yeah thumbs up on that and that's the only telly i've been watching uh no other telly on the rundown here boys no telly mm, nothing no no uh well instead of instead of watching telly me and paul have been exploring the infinite bounds of space um and and stretching our legs in starfield and and i have just i mean it really makes you feel just like a tiny grain of sand you know in in this infinitely expanding (laughs) beach of the universe when you just look at all those menus in that game (laughs) oh the the awe it inspires upon me um paul i understand you're enjoying this game quite a bit i i'm really not enjoying it at all um why don't you lead off with, with with starfield on this one I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily say that I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I am enjoying it. But I also play these games in a very specific, weird way that probably doesn't match up to the way a lot of other people do. So I'm about 11 hours in, and I just left New Atlantis for the first time. So your question might be, what the fuck have you been doing for 11 hours? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so my first few hours... um, uh, of any of any Skyrim or Fallout and now Starfield, any of those games, the first thing I always do is go to the first town I find, In a, even going back as far as Oblivion. In Oblivion, it was Bruma. In Fallout 3, it was Megaton um, and so on. I go to the first town I meet and I just do everything there. I learn the layout of the place back to front and talk to everybody and just spend the first three to four hours of the game in that one place. I don't leave at all or do any exploring. I just do everything in Megaton, for example. So I, um, first time I got to walk around in the little digging base on, on that moon, I just went to every locker, took, picked up every pen, every slipper. Yeah. And just was looking at, I'm obviously not doing that anymore. Looking at every nook and cranny, just doing everything. But once I got to new Atlantis for the first time, I said, right, this is where I am now for the next five hours. I'm going to talk to every person, do every quest, every side quest, every learn the layout of the place, learn where all the stuff is. If I need to get, you know, go to a shop, I'll know where it is and do all that. So I am, I'm enjoying 
that element of the game. So, so far, really, I've done very little travel, very little shooting or any any of that. Okay. And, and mostly just been doing, treating it like a very straightforward RPG with mm. no battle, where you go and talk to people. And some of the side quests have been quite interesting. There, there, there's one about a tree that's yes. vibrating, and they're not sure, quite sure why. And, and you have to go and use your persuasion on some people and try and trick them to give you something that maybe they don't want to give you or sneak into a place and, and steal. And I, I always play these games very stealthy. I always put Same. my skill points into my um, stealth and crouching and, and shooting people crouch and all that. Um. So like I said, I've only been doing that for nearly 10 hours. And now, only maybe two hours before we started recording, I went to, uh, doing the main quest, I went to uh, Mars and did some uh, checks there. And now I'm in Venus doing some shooting up at a base. And because the first shooting I've been doing in nearly 10 hours, it feels like, oh my God, I'm fucking shooting people and it feels great. Uh, But it feels that way because I haven't done it in so long. So it's nice to get a balance it's kind of like I'll play it a certain way until I feel like fuck I'd love to shoot some people now and then I'll go and do a little bit of shooting and then maybe once I do that for a while I feel like okay right now I want to do something else I will say even though I'm enjoying the narrative of it and I feel like if, you, if you're not super into the narrative that's going to be a big a bummer, lever yeah. for why people like it or don't like it I'm, I'm into it and I, I like the the world building and the characters I've met have been interesting and have interesting things to say and there was a bit I don't know if you've done yet. There's a w- one quest where you join one of the factions and it leads you through kind of an, an exhibit, like a museum a museum exhibit of kind of the backstory of a lot right. of the way that the factions have in- interacted. You press the button and listen. This is where there was this war that happened once. Yeah, yeah. And, and I loved all that. Shit. I, lo- I love the world building. I think it's I think it's very strong. Um, so I, I'm obviously a Bethesda apologist. I've mm. loved all Fallout Four, New Vegas Three. Skyrim, Oblivion, love them all. So I'm obviously a little bit predisposed to be forgiving of their games in terms of them being buggy and so on and so forth. I will say I haven't, I haven't experienced any bugs in this game at all. No, I've um, actually, yeah, I've, I've had a pretty stable experience. What I have experienced, though, and now to talk about the other side, is maybe the clunkiest menu system I've ever seen in any AAA game. The whole, the um, whole UI is awful. It's awful. It's, it's awful. terrible. So... Obviously, uh, by the way, am I in, or is there no way to quickly switch between your weapons? You have to go into that stupid radial menu. Do you have to do that? No, you can you can favorite and hotkey your weapons to the oh, deep. That's what I'm saying. The, the hotkey oh, yeah, menu you, like, slow yeah, down there's, time. And there's the no like press Y to move there's to no the next. Cycling through that's no, so no, 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 no. bad, man. That is so bad. <laughs> that is strange because I'm I'm coming off playing also a lot of co-op Halo lately. Yeah, and so certain things when you play a shooter, a, a straight up shooter, you anticipate. That this game's going to have it doesn't but if you want to f- go to another planet okay there's a the big disappointment obviously of well you don't just go in your ship and fly to the planet and get out it's 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 kind of fast travel for all intents and purposes what is the fucking clunkiest fast travel you have to go to your map select the star system and then press x not a to jump there and then you arrive there and you have to have be scanned in on your ship and then go back to your map again. Back to your menu, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, my, my experience has actually not been too different from yours so far. I'm actually just at the same. It sounds like I'm at the same story point you are. Right. Uh, so I've done a lot of wandering, exploring, but I don't clear out each area. I'm kind of like 
I got this quest. He told me to go over there. Okay, I'm just going to go do that. I'm going to see where right. the wind takes me. Oh, this guy said go over there. I'm kind of doing that. See, and it's just kind of like I like uh, you know I was I was I um, so yeah the, the fast travel is kind of. I don't want to knock a game for having super fast and convenient fast travel when it's this big because too many games have you slogging. But I will say to me, it completely destroys the sense of scale and adventure and wonder of this game. Think about a Skyrim. Think about a Red Dead. Okay, you're going from town A to town B on the map. They're not even that far apart. But you're kind of like, oh, okay, I've come to a, a, a lake. I can't cross it. I'll just walk this way, see if I can find a bridge. Or maybe I'll try and adventure across it. Oh, shit, there's a big monster. Oh, I fought him. Oh, what's this? He had a scroll on him. said that, ah, oh, the, the stone of, of, of Wyvern, the Blavin, is just down in the cave. And you go and do that. And then you finish. And they go, oh, shit, let's go back and go back to town B. That was my original plan. In this game, I, I went to, uh, I picked a trait that meant my character had extra dialogue on Neon which right. as the name implies is a just a, it's just a straight up it's a blade runner city right so i went to blade runner town and i kind of i went i just of my own i wanted to go and get medical supplies so i went into the hospital and i got a quest at the hospital he's like oh we're having like blockade issues with the local gang can you go to this far off station in a different system because there's a nurse there who's slipping me supplies on the on the low i'm like okay this is interesting and so the crux of the mission right is you're on this really grimy shitty cyberpunk city you have to adventure off to a space station light years away haggle with her come back bring the supplies to the guy and in a really fun adventurous sci-fi adventure game you'd imagine okay i'm gonna go back to my ship i'm gonna take off i'm gonna fly there maybe get in a fight along the way dodge some you know marines or whatever dodge the local authorities go onto the ship maybe have to meet this lady in in kind of you know around the corner in some darkness getting our stuff the way it works, though, is you don't even have to go back to your ship to fast travel to another planet, which is convenient, but also it just means there's, like, no sense of you're actually doing anything. So I talk to this doctor who gives me the mission. Don't even leave his office. Pause the game. Pull up the menu. Fly to this lady's space station. It spawns me in space just outside it, but I have nothing to do because, again, you, you board it by pulling up another menu. Board it. Walk up to her. Talk to her get the supplies, pull the menu back up, quote unquote, fly back to his planet. But again, I'm not doing anything. I'm just picking his location from a list and going back there. And it's about, it was about three minutes and it was literally walking from point A to point B with no actual walking. And the novelty of, oh, I just landed and oh, it's a grimy uh, cyberpunk. Oh, we're in like, we're in like a dodgy um, area. Like this, this galaxy is perhaps a little less well to do as new Atlantis and oh, the space station with the nurse who's given me the stuff on the slide. It's a very posh, fancy medical facility. The novelty of that is, is, is lost because you're not actually traveling there. It's like, you're, it's like, you're just magically spawning yeah, there after I agree. the menu. And it's just, it's just, it's super hard for me to get excited about, oh, 1,000 planets, the biggest sea you're going to be, you're going to role play as Han Solo, which I picked a rogue character who's charming and pickpocketing. I'm doing all that stuff, but like the actual, it feels weird to say an open world game should have less fast travel and more you slogging through lots of journeying, but I kind of feel like the scale that they boasted about with this game means nothing in yeah. practice. Um, and as for, and every other element of the game, I think is like, you know, fine. The story hasn't grabbed me, but I don't think it's that bad. I think it looks nice. I think it sounds all right. I think all the, 
there I've never seen so many quests pop off at once. You overhear any random NPC say, Oh, I, I think they're applying I think there's a job opening down at the cafe, and you'll get a little thing pop up saying, Do you want to go work at the cafe? Like there are missions popping up every two seconds. It's obviously massive yeah. in scale, but uh, uh, the individual elements I think are all fine. Gunplay is fine. You have a skill tree. The flying when you you, you don't have to do it, but you can. The flying is 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 all right. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not, I, I'm not, I'm not feeling it just yet. But I'm, I'm going to persevere because I know it's also quite long, and there's no point yeah. keeping up just yet, you know. So yeah, it, it's like one thing I do like is with with the quests is when, like you say, you overhear someone, but it doesn't quite unlock the quest for you. It unlocks an activity. Yeah, and sometimes you do the little activity, and then that'll open up a quest, which feels like a more organic way of doing it. I suppose it does feel. In terms of the way that you you reach these locations and do the stuff there and then and leave, feels a, lot, a bit close to something like Mass Effect. Um, but at least Mass Effect had you at least going back to your ship to take off and then go to the menu and pick where you wanted to go next. It, it didn't make as much of an artifice about it's this big open world. Mass Effect just didn't pretend that it was, and so you didn't kind of hold it that against it. Also, Mass Effect obviously had so far uh, a much more compelling story and characters. Um, I will say what's interesting is, yeah, to your point, I I don't get at all why they did the one thousand planets thing. Uh, much better would it like? What? Okay, it's a space game. Why does that mean you have to have loads of planets? Why couldn't we have had four main planets and each of them be the size of a quarter of the world of Fallout and have a few cities in them and a big open area? It's funny. Is if if only a, a company had made a game like that based in space in which had exploration and had uh, a VAT style system, which this game doesn't have uh, and already brought it out. And it was great. Oh wait, they did. It's called the fucking outer worlds. And yeah. it was great. Yeah. And they, they did, they already did Starfield three years ago and did it better. Yeah. Weird. eh? <laughs> so for anyone who, who, who hasn't played that and has tried Starfield and is a little disappointed with it, there's a, there's a really good version of it that exists already, which is not very long. It's like, 20 hours, not even 20 hours, maybe uh, go play the outer worlds. Outer worlds is great. Outer worlds is fantastic. And it's got a great story and it's got great gunplay and it's got worlds that you can explore worlds that you can look around and find surprises. Uh, Starfield. Uh, and, and again, I'm, I am enjoying Starfield. I'm, I'm, I'm haven't quite got my hooks into the exploration. I, I feel like I'm going to have to force myself to fly the ship a little bit just yeah. to get used to it because I feel like when 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 I eventually have to have to do it, I'll have no experience doing it. I wanna know what I'm doing. So when when I do travel, I try and do a little bit of flying just to kind of get used to it. And and I guess make it feel like I I'm, I'm actually doing something. But um yeah, I think the criticisms of it are are all valid. Hmm. Still understanding that it's you know, people are saying Play through, similar to um, Zelda, people are saying play through the main quest for a while because there's certain abilities yes, and certain yeah. uh, things you unlock that will make the game more fun. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm trying to focus a little bit on the main quest, not do so much side quest stuff outside of New Atlantis where I was. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Games like uh, Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom have come out now and redefined... Even compared to your your like you said your other Bethesda games, your Red Dead, these games are are not as simple as they used to be. So the fact that Starfield almost feels like it's regressed in that element is is all the more shocking. But yeah, I'm like I said. Also, one thing that happened is I forgot to turn my Xbox off one night properly, so it says that I'm 21 hours in. <laughs> I'm really only 11. 
Alrighty. Well, we'll be we'll all be 120 hours in uh, soon enough. Um, uh, so yeah, we will um, we'll we'll report back. There'll definitely be more uh, coming soon. Uh, what about the music guff this week? Music guff went in hard. Went for Motorhead. Uh, their second album, Overkill, Lovely. which is kind of the first sort of proper album. Their first album wasn't very well received. The second one was really when they started to be Motorhead. Um, the, the only really notable song is is probably the title track Overkill, which I hadn't really heard before, but that's mm. that's probably the biggest one. Um, but I, I love this album. It's like really, mm. you know, full on from start to finish. It's proper heavy metal. It's like just, uh, yeah. I think I said this when I reviewed the Metallica album, you know, months ago, the start of the year. Um, I don't listen to heavy metal a lot, but when I do, I really enjoy it. I think it's just got those elements that I like in music. You know, very mm. fast, very intense. Uh, lyrics are a load of bollocks, but you know that doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, it's it's all like the Queen of Spades and the King of Hearts and, the blah, 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 and all that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a very easy listen. 30, 34 minutes long. What whizzed through it a few times. Uh, yeah, really, really love this. Um, yeah, might check out a bit more Motorhead. Uh, later in the year excellent um yeah and i think that's going to do it for the show this week uh we'll be back next week with uh our starfield update and uh you'd imagine maybe a bit more of a wrestle dream card more of a grand slam card and uh yeah any of the other guffs and updates that you've come to expect from this here show so if you want to email us chairshoppodcast.com is where you go fill out the form pop us a mail Give a quiz, give a question, give it whatever you want to do on that, and we will, uh, and uh, we will, we'll talk to you then. So, have a good uh, week ahead, folks. If you're listening to this, there already Monday, and uh, don't work too hard. We'll talk to you at the weekend. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. Thank you.